So I've noticed this for a couple weeks in a row. I know we haven't met in a while, but think back to previous sessions. It always seems to me that our pre-session banter is far more interesting than whatever it is I come up with to start the actual session. And sometimes I kind of sit there wondering, is like, maybe I should just start recording pre-normal time, use that, and just not say anything. Because this is a far more interesting conversation than what we're going not, to get. Not today's, though, because we not had some today's. moments not, where... Not today's. Was inappropriate. Not today. Yeah, no. A bit controversial. I was behaving. Yeah. Surprisingly, That's yeah. true. Yeah, surprisingly, you were the most mild one. See? But, um, yeah, that, I mean, that's the reason is because there's some more personal stuff in there. But I just, I sit there and I'm just like, ah, this is, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. <laughs> it's a shame to let it go to waste. Well, you should. You should start recording right away then. And if anything, just bleep out with the names of people banned. or places. Yeah. yeah. And banned. No more allowed. Uh, 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 no. To fill people in, I recently have got a new job. We were talking about that, as well as specific people that we all know related to that job. So that's what it was. Yeah, he was defaming his employer and his coworkers. <gasps> Viciously. That's a lie? For the record, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Can I have anyone else support me before one of my bosses watches this? Cause they're nope, curious? nope. I heard it. It was the oh, okay. worst throwdown I've ever heard. Yeah, I didn't even know some of those words. I had to look them up. Oh, oh my! I'm a pretty worldly guy. Uh, we have learned. Up. We have learned. You, if there's a dirty word, you know what it is. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you caught bad words from the names of people in this adventure that I never knew were bad. Okay, okay. okay. they okay. use the word. Like <laughs> I'd never okay. heard of it. It's just because you're ignorant doesn't mean that it was in fact. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I have to imagine there was a sweet person that wrote that wrote this this adventure path that had no idea what that meant at all. It was like, oh, I'm gonna name I'm gonna name my character that. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, it'd be somebody like me. Like, <laughs> I I probably couldn't <laughs> tell you. I probably couldn't tell you how much stuff like that goes just way over my head. Yeah. I would agree with you, except that there's a team of writers and editors here on yeah. this. Nobody <laughs> called that. Nobody at Paizo thought that and was like, maybe you don't use that name. Maybe you don't use that word in the name. Means it was intentional. Yeah, means they wanted yeah. it to be that. That or Paizo as a company is very innocent. See, and that's all I remember. I don't even remember that person's real name. All I remember is the one specific part. Well, of that name. To be fair, you never actually encountered that person, so they oh, they weren't right. terribly memorable. Yep, right. Yep, we don't remember them because we never actually met them. That's right. Yep. Well, <sighs> anyways, it's been anyway. it's been a while since we've played, and I was wondering. So normally I do the recaps, but I was wondering, anybody else want to take a shot at reminding us what happened seven years ago when we last played? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I we took back the fort. We yeah. killed the green dragon. Okay. Right? Wow. I yeah, know. we took back. We took oh, back the other dragon. fort. And, oh, we killed the black dragon. Right. Well, yeah. Then we killed the green dragon. We I leveled think... up to level eight. We went yes. back in time to fight the green dragon from decades ago. Exactly. I have the yes. I have yes, the yes. wrong adventure path open. I think. <laughs> well, but in all seriousness, we started like mid 
bad position at Fort Trevale and we were trying to get out of Dodge going across the trapped bridge and thanks to some very clutch suggestion will save roles and uh, suggested courses of action we were able to get away oh and Framton disabling the bridge and pretty much everything just went in our favor for that in order for all of us to get out because I was certain somebody was going to die but we made it out we ran away like cowards and came back to Mist Home and then spent the rest of the session talking to people we ran yeah. away like cowards aka I didn't talked to people. Yeah. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Aiden's a ranger now. Yeah. Always in his bed. Oh, uh, excuse me. He hasn't lost a limb yet. so That's true. One more thing before he becomes a ranger. <laughs> he, has to le- he has to lose an arm, go blind, lose a leg, something. Has it's, to be like, it's like in the assassins when they have to cut off yeah. their finger. It's yeah. just mandatory. And like, that's why Kieran's like, no, I'm not doing yeah. it. Like, Jessup hasn't revealed to us yet which extremity he's lost in order to become a ranger himself, um, but I'm waiting for it. I know it were, exists. If like, you remember, well, his, like his butt- hand's not I was going to say, pretty much <laughs> one, one right. of his butt cheeks. <laughs> he's missing a butt cheek. That's right. I, I apologize. He's missing a butt cheek. <laughs> if you'll remember. <laughs> yeah. But oh, we did have some good conversations, and Iden did become a ranger, and then... We were going to have a council the next day, I think, to determine yes. where to ah, go yes. from yeah. there. Yeah, I think we were pretty much on the course to skip ahead to the next morning where there was going to be a council with the four of you and select members of the community to discuss future actions. And I was going to ask the group which members specifically they intended Stop to it. be a part of this council. Uh, the spirit of Dahoud Wall. Yeah. Oh, um, may he rest in peace. <laughs> peace is. Oh, sorry. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too, too soon. soon. It's been months, but too soon. <laughs> yeah, so obviously we had Aubryn, uh, probably Jet, probably Rena. Probably Kining, right? Oh, definitely Kining. Yeah. I think Aiden did invite her. Did he? I don't remember. No, you didn't. You did invited invite Veld. You invited Veld if she can make it up the ladder. Um, right. Yes. We, we will build her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe it'd be nice if somebody would build some stairs around here. <laughs> that was hilarious. Listen yeah. So, so basically, like the people that have been there from the beginning, and then we had Sirio um, and. Basically, every every ranger, Bartolo. every person who has had a previous like job, like so, we had basically the the min- ministry of welfare who handled the food. Like we had like each of the different people handling different tasks. All of those people that had want- done something, like Raina was in charge of the hospital, pretty much. Um, each person that had a responsibility was summoned. Uh, Pining can be there, that's fine. Veld can be there. Well, Rosa and or Tidal, since they seem to be handling defense mostly. Leaf Fang, if he wants to be, if we thought that was a reasonable choice. Otherwise, all of the other unnamed NPCs that exist doing stuff can just remain unnamed and exist doing stuff. 
Unfortunately, probably one of the merchants should be there, but I don't want them to, so <laughs> I didn't want to fight them. I mean, Jet is kind of spearheading that side of things herself anyways. Right. So I currently have... In charge have, of commodities and yeah, stuff. I currently have Auburn, Jet, Rena, Veld, Sirio, and probably Tydel. I think Sirio every time you say that. Every single time. Sirio. Okay. Yes. The council. Isn't this fun? We've got a board of directors, guys. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> with that, you all spend the night there after familiarizing yourself with everybody, the changes that have gone on throughout the uh, Mist Home caves here. And... I didn't had an off-screen scene with Jet, you know, thanking her for everything and all that kind of yep. stuff, and he would have he would have been the one to invite her. Yep. Steamy. Not steamy, steamy, but off screen, yes. <laughs> steamy. <laughs> um, throughout the night, it's fairly calm. Um, those of you who sleep nearer to the entrance, you hear light peals of thunder outside. But for the most part, it's fairly quiet. You get a good night's rest. Probably one of the better night's rest that you've had in a long time. Uh, and the next morning, the ten members of Mist Home who will be partaking in this council meeting arrive in probably the center uh, inner cavern here, either there or in the misty room, or perhaps down below. I don't know if there's a particular room that you guys would have designated as, like, the meeting room. Oh, the misty room, yeah? I like that. The, the misty room. This, the, the rainbow mist. misty room with the well. Yeah, with the vision room. Yeah. Visions. Visions. Okay. Visions. So the ten of you meet up in that room. Um, most of the participants are fairly punctual on their arrival. Jet is there, one of the first ones there. Rena's there pretty much right on time. Auburn's there right on time. Sirio is maybe a couple minutes late. Um, and Veld, you can hear her down the corridor. Yeah as she slowly comes around and, and enters the room as well and her first comment is like maybe some sort of like uh, pulley system like uh... <laughs> I understand Veld we'll, we'll get it we'll be the first thing alright so, someone will even write it down in the minutes don't, don't worry we'll, we'll talk about it and all so... of these amazing sounds, by the way, that you're listening to, and all of the council sounds will be provided by Sirenscape. <laughs> the <Thank> council <laughs> sounds. Yeah, yeah sorry, we don't, we're... get on the council <laughs> sounds. Get a get a good gavel, or get 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 a good crowd of disapproval. Like, murmuring. How many people are at this council? <laughs> I don't know. We obviously it's a transparent council, so it's open to the public. People can sit in and listen if they want to. We're all about transparency oh. here. It's just oh. Jessup casting ghost sounds nonstop. Cantrip <laughs> yeah. just keeps throwing out those mumblings. <laughs> mumble, mumble, murmur. He uses, uh, he uses three um, expenses of the um, extend magic met meta magic rod on three cantrips of uh, ghost sound. <laughs> that is that is the perfect use of that rod. <laughs> I thought that was the only use of that rod. <laughs> Took us. Yeah. Took us like three weeks to identify what it is. What do we use it for? Murmur, 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 murmur. <laughs> so once once all ten of you have arrived, um, Auburn will kind of look to everyone, and then 
in the direction of you four and she will say I think we're all here uh, I don't know who wants to start things off awkwardly look around the room for someone to take initiative <laughs> are you excited to play roleplay six characters at once Jason surprisingly only one of them is vocal the other six will be. Sheer the other five will be initiative. silent observers. Pull out, her, pull out his weapons. Like no, initiative doesn't have to be combat. Okay. Aw. Oh, yeah. Delay. I delay. Oh, is the idea to roll initiative to see who has to start the meeting? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, why not? That sounds great. Whoever has, the has to roll. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yes, I ah. did. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Don't speak up all at once. I wasn't prepared. I well, didn't write anything down. Well, um, impromptu government. You've literally talked to everybody else here. Yeah. So, long story short, Aiden will do his best to flounder because obviously he has never done it before. But he's going to thank everyone who came, specifically thanking Veldia. I know that it was hard for you to get here, especially Veldia. I'm sorry about that, and we'll talk about it. But I think that we should do our best to, to decide together what we at Mist Home should do. And I, I think that there are a lot of things that we should accomplish. Um, and then he'll just go around basically getting a report from each person. So he'll ask Jet, like, how are our stores of food and supplies? How difficult would it be if we had to like bundle things up and relocate, right? Assuming we had to in an emergency situation, could we do that? He'll ask La Rosa and Tidell. He's aware of the owl bear situation, right? When was the last time that they were spotted? How many different owl bears have they noticed? Do they encroach? Do they cause problems? Ask them if they've seen any goblins coming this way. Or ask Reyna about the sick, you know, so on and so forth getting input from every person to get a general report of how things are. Okay. Yeah, so you'll go through and, and I'll respond with each of them kind of in turn. You're asking Jet about the supplies and she would respond and, and say, uh, I, uh, things are all right. Uh, they probably could be better, but for the most part, we're getting by. Uh, nobody's starving yet. That's a good thing. Um, We've got plenty of water, thanks to this cave here, this uh, fountain that we've got. So that's not a, that's not a problem. If we were looking to relocate, um, I probably wouldn't be too hard. Uh, I mean, we don't have a whole lot in the in the possessions area. So uh, with the I think forty of us or so here that you know live around this these caves, we could probably do pretty well taking everything that we need at least and uh, heading out and that's kind of her report you're nothing nothing critical but it's not like you're in an abundance of food or anything like that um mm -hmm. but she also leaves the impression that if we had to relocate it wouldn't be overwhelmingly difficult to transport what stores we do have Correct. If 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 you wanted to kind of like do a mass migration, it could be done. Yep. Uh, I think next was uh, was it Tidell that was the next one you mentioned. Um, he would 
perk up and he'd say, Oh yes, um, uh, the owlbears, they attacked last, I think it was uh, three days ago now, two days before you guys arrived. Um, the During that attack, I think there were two of them. Um, the original attack that you guys uh, mentioned on, when you came back, uh, you said there were two then as well. Uh, we didn't kill any of the ones that attacked us while you were gone, so that leaves us with four. Two that you've killed, two that got away after attacking us. Um, my sister said that she's seen a few others around while hunting in the general area, maybe a mile or two out uh, or so. Um, we haven't been counting them individually until recently, but there's a handful of them. Uh, we've got a pretty good idea of what direction they're coming from. Uh, so if we wanted to head out there and try to put an end to it, so to speak, we could probably mount some sort of a fence and, and uh, deal with that. Um, at the moment, the wall that we were setting up got mostly broken down on the one side, but we can work on repairing that for what it's worth. Um, haven't noticed any hobgoblins in the area. Uh, haven't specifically noticed any goblins. There were a, a few figures that we noticed out in the distance that it, it looked like it was uh, some creatures riding something, but it was too far, the forest was too dense, we didn't get a good look at them, but that was a ways out, and they weren't heading in this direction, so we haven't seen them since, so I, I, I don't think that's a uh, any threat, but um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it for now. Aiden will nod, and then he'll ask uh, Sirio, basically, like, if they do need to mount an attack or were pressed to defend themselves, if he's made any progress or knows about roughly how much of our population of 41 we determined is the population of this town. Including the four of you, Herge and Cleelash, there's 41. So of the 41, how many are uh, combat ready, right? How many would be competent fighters uh, if needed to be called upon? He would respond with kind of like a half half grin, half frown. He'd be like, competent? Uh, not many by my standards. Um, I'd say Tidell, he'll, he'll last. His sister will last. Lee Fang will do fine. The four of you, obviously. Myself... Um, I don't mean any offense, but Auburn is a bit, uh, she could maybe hold her own, but it would be tough for her, given, given what I've seen. Um, and she kind of nods, she understands it's, she doesn't take any offense at it. Um, you'd say, beyond that, uh, there's half a dozen that would be passable, uh, that they've at least held weapons before enough that they know how to swing them. Um... And maybe another half dozen, another ten or so that, given a couple of days, I can whip them up to be... I mean, they're not going to be anything fantastic, but they'll be all right, I guess. I mean, you've got plenty of strong people here, farmers and whatnot. Plenty of strong people that are just not trained, and that's going to take a little bit of time, but I can work on it. Okay. Uh, he'll nod, and then you can go on to, to Reyna, ask how many injured we have. And uh, probably the most optimistic of the reports, Rena pretty much concludes that, uh, yes, um, at this point, pretty much everybody's good to go. Um, there's a, f a few that are still 
have some minor lasting effects from the diseases that they've had when you with, when you brought them to us, that other group. But uh, for the most part, everybody's fine. Uh, we're, we're looking pretty good in, in terms of injuries and whatnot. And despite the owlbear attack, um, Li Fang's doing fine now. So I, I don't think that there's anyone that's... Um, a worry in that regard and and you mentioned maybe moving at some point i don't know how soon you meant that but we probably wouldn't have any issues we, nobody's like you know, unconscious or anything everybody can at least move around yeah yeah he'll shrug and say i i don't know when the best time is but i'm not sure how long that we can stay here in mist home and then he'll kind of like open it for input from the other four people for basically brainstorming ideas. He'll give a report on what happened at uh, the fort that he thinks that there are, might be some survivors there, although it's been a week now. So, you know, the gods know what's up with them. He'll give uh, like what they've done since this couple of forts basically fill the rest of the group in with what he's already told the rangers and they're privy to. Um, and then say, looking for ideas, yeah. basically. And Sirio mentioned this once before, but he would mention it again when you talk about the prisoners. He would say, again, uh, when you found me, I was with a bunch of others that had died in the prisons there in Fort Riston, but we were there for multiple weeks, I should think. Uh, the Hobgoblins, they don't just execute prisoners they they let you go for a while i think their idea is to try to break your spirit and then use you as slaves so i don't think that their intention is to just kill any rangers that they might have but i can't say that they won't if the rangers don't show any signs of of breaking their spirits but in terms of whether they're still alive i mean if they've lasted this long, they might last another week or two. It's hard to say. But just keep that under consideration. They might also starve to death, but that was mostly because the Fae had taken over Fort Riston and stopped feeding us, so... He'll nod, and then basically explain. I think that he is under the impression that at least the four of them are going to go back and try to take that fort. He'll then suggest some of the options that we went over, like, out of game a little bit, which is, like, maybe the group of us could travel up together and try to lay siege, and some of our more competent fighters could help. Perhaps there's other initiatives that they want to take. Um, if the owlbear problem's not proving too difficult, we could take care of that first and then head up, that kind of thing. And then kind of weigh responses from each person about what positions people have. Yep. So, the PCs, the the NPCs' responses. I'll just go around. Tidell is very much on the side of wanting to take out the owl bears quickly. Um, his hunter instincts are kind of the, the the type that he he doesn't one he doesn't like that they've attacked at all, um, and two he doesn't like the idea of leaving them be that they might come and force at some point uh not knowing how many of them is is dangerous he thinks sirio is a little bit on the fence he agrees with that primarily because his idea is that if the four of you go to the fort riston he doesn't like 
the forces that are going to be left behind. Um, he knows that they held off one attack from the Owlbears, but again, in his estimation, as a fifth level character with like PC levels, nobody else here, other than like Auburn, but she's really wounded, nobody else here in his consideration is going to be able to really put up a defense. Mm -hmm. Um, Auburn is kind of on the same page in that regard. She's keenly aware that she's not going to be as useful as she could be. Um, And even Sirio is wounded. He's got a peg leg now, so she's kind of on the fence there as well. Um, Jet, Rena, and Veld don't weigh in on that area too much because none of them are combat heavy Mm -hmm. on their focus so they don't have a whole lot that they can a lot of wisdom they can provide in that regard Um, I don't know what the other three PCs have to say on that matter real quick do we know are owlbears like intelligent as far as creatures go Uh, I imagine that uh, at the very least, Iden would know the basics of them. Um, so I know we fought them already, but I can't remember knowledge checks that we made or any information that we would have gotten. So I googled Owlbear Iden. <laughs> I look at you. Some content there. <laughs> um, so you would know that owlbears do not possess any greater intelligence than your average animal. Uh, they have animal level intelligence. Their wisdom is above average, though. They are very wise. Um, okay. And physically, they are very powerful creatures. Right. I was just trying to gather whether it was feasible. Like, if they came and destroyed the uh, wall that they had been building, if they were intelligent enough to go back and, like, get larger forces and mount an attack on the caves or if it's more just feral instinct yeah so intelligence not so much they're not going to be like coming up with some grand strategy but wisdom and like tactics instinctual tactics um probably if if you if if you guys happen to be near owlbear territory uh it could very well escalate until you've been driven off makes sense um Kieran doesn't really have strong opinions either way he understands the need to go back to the fort but kind of after what happened there I don't know if he's super keen on going back to the fort but he knows that that's that's kind of the next step in the plan at least which fort are we going back to, or considering going back to the one where we found um, Captain Crunch, or the one where we ran away? Ran away. Travale. 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 Le Fort Travale. Yeah. Um, Aiden will advocate that he thinks that they ought to take it slow. Right? So he thinks that he, it's best if the four of us were to stay, help Tidell, and maybe a hunting party take care of the local threats, we can then reassess from there whether or not it's smarter to go further into the Fangwood or send operations seeking food and aid independently, um, looking for other rangers for support. 
or what to do, but I think our next immediate step is to go hunting, basically, and set up not just Mist Home, but a perimeter. Yep, and to that point, um, given what you've heard, Aiden, you'd probably assume that taking on the owl bears would be a lot closer to like a day trip type of a thing. Like they probably aren't 20 miles out. They're maybe like half a day's journey at yeah. most. Whereas Fort Trevale is minimum three days, one direction. Yeah. And the other thing too is, you know, just like Sirio has got a, a little bit of arrogance. Aiden knows he's a far better tracker than Tidal, especially at this point. Um, so I think he's got some confidence in his ability. Guy becomes a ranger, and here we go. Yeah, hey, he's just knows. He just knows it. Yeah. And I think I told the group before, but uh, Jess would advocate to yeah go hunt the owl bears. Oh, same I guess Hampton. I guess I was gonna... off with my time frame with the uh, serial telling us about um, you know the how long that they were captured and held up for. So I, I think. I was under the impression that those people probably were dead, the rangers, but they might not be, especially if they are being fed and whatnot, but Jessup's yeah. rather wanting to help the people now versus potentially yeah. leaving them in trouble only to go up and then what if the rangers are all dead, then, you know, would we? did we not do any, did we not accomplish at least anything at all? Yeah, and- yeah I think Aiden is cynical, but not, like, that doesn't end him. Like, he just, well, he thinks they're probably dead. The right? rangers... The rangers signed up for this, not to put them in that bad of a situation, but these people are, they're just farmers and stuff, you know, they can't defend themselves. The rangers, at least, when they signed up to be a ranger, they kind of knew the, Yeah. I mean, this is bad. They didn't probably think this was going to happen, but, you know. I, I think Aiden has come to embrace that perspective, so he's he's very much just like, yeah, they're probably dead. Maybe they aren't. And maybe there's a tactical advantage to holding that fort, but that is the lines that he's considering, not the I have to save people or else kind yeah, of the, thing. The only other thing that Jessup doesn't care for is the... I wonder what trouble we would have gotten into if metagaming Aiden had not passed his um, perception check to realize that they were hobgoblins dressed as rangers. <laughs> Because if we didn't know, would we have just strolled up there thinking that they were just normal rangers? And right, right. Things could have escalated a lot more differently, but, um, you know, there could be other rangers still going up to the fort, potentially getting in trouble. Yep. And to to clarify in, in the timeline for Sirio, he's not being optimistic. He's simply stating the facts that when he was captured, they were held for a solid week or two. They were being fed barely enough to be kept alive it was not great but they were being kept alive sort of um it wasn't until the fey drove off the hobgoblins that they stopped feeding them at all um but we don't we don't know was trevely the first fort to fall too right i mean yeah you you don't know we don't we don't know that because it could i mean i don't think it was but yeah sirio can't sirio doesn't know anything about which fort fell when so we don't know how many weeks it has been we don't have any information along those lines. Yep. Um, I don't think there's anything specific more to say. I think that we pretty much have covered all of the bases. The rest of the meeting is an air of bureaucracy that no real Nermathi can comfortably sit through for too long. Um, yeah, Tidal leaves halfway through. He's like, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Tasks this is are ridiculous. delegated. Um, 
Aiden just wants to try to make sure things are in order, morale is high, and that people are at least emotionally prepared if they have to leave, that that's something that we're considering. So they want that idea to just be put out into the public kind of thing, but tactfully as possible, you know, sort of thing. Right. Okay. So yeah, um, Auburn, Auburn would, once everybody's said their piece, Auburn, seeing that you had a somewhat uncomfortable opening and that it wasn't to Aiden's um, forte, something that he wasn't expecting or necessarily wanting, she offers to kind of close it out and be and kind of recap everything that was said and then kind of be like, all right, so I, I guess, are, are you going to be taking a hunting party out to fight the owlbears today or are you going to take another day to rest and, and do that tomorrow? Or... I, I'm fine to go now. I, I think that the rest of us are too, maybe? And he looks at the PCs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go kill some owlbears. So I think that the, I think that we will spend the day to kill some owl bears. Tidal comes back, hearing that the conversation has <laughs> returned to owl bears. He says, uh, "So, do you want me to come with you, or um, Li Fang, or my sister, or all three of us? How big of a hunting party do we want? Again, we don't know uh, their numbers, so." I think that the three of you will be good enough. Everyone else, we will want to stay here. All right. But the seven of us can go. All right, I'll, I'll let them know we can get ourselves ready to go. Maybe you could level up if the XP <laughs> is high enough. Oh, you know, that's a pretty good idea. I think I'm still only a warrior two. I, I think that since we're doing milestone leveling, if we get the junk of it, we could probably split as evenly. I mean, much you see, the, the thing give is... give it all to you. Well, so the thing <laughs> is, is that the milestone leveling works for the PCs. The, it's the promotion mechanic that works on the NPCs here. So, oh, And you oh. used all the promotions on Li Fang, the new guy, so... Oh. Well, what a good that did us. How do you think that we could get more? Oh, I mean... I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't maybe know. maybe taking out the owlbears would offer you a promotion to all of the NPCs that were significantly helpful in the fight. I think that is a good idea. <laughs> uh, thereafter, as the party is concluding, Tidell is the only the closest representative of construction we have here, since Herge and Li Fang are not present. Um, um, construction probably be Vardalel if you wanted to bring him over. Yeah, let's have Ardila here. And he'll basically raise uh, Vel's concerns <laughs> about the stairs and so, the project. You direct him towards Veld, and Veld is, begins to describe, like, a. Because she, she's, she's moved on from the staircase. It's now a pulley system. So she's describing. She's describing, like, an elevator kind of a thing, and he's just, like, staring at her, cocks his head, and he's like, that is a fantastic idea. That is brilliant i am going to get on work on that right away this is this is going to be great does anyone have some rope uh, i have 50 feet of rope oh well work it's a good start i guess we're gonna need a lot more rope than that it's like 40 feet down one way he shrugs his shoulders and pulls it out of his bag <laughs> uh you can use this I, I don't know maybe talk to um Jet, she might know what other rope we have around. Well, I have. Let's see here. Try to look it up. 
Obviously, he's just carrying the rope because he's got his for a kick. Ready to go. of rope is a standard kit for any ranger, so we have <laughs> at least 120 feet worth of rope. Yeah. What, what kind of rope do you have, Aiden? Mine was silk, lightweight rope. Okay, I think mine is as well. I'm just trying to look it up here. Oh, I mean, hemp rope is much better for construction, but we can, we can, we can figure something out. We can, we can work. And he looks Sorry. to Jet, and they start talking about if they have any rope. Um, and he just kind of makes an aside. He's like, "If you happen to find any rope, feel free to bring as much of it as you can possibly carry back. Uh, it's very useful for so many different reasons." What's co- never mind? I, Why does I'll he sound so ominous? Like, <laughs> no, he's he so much he's, rope for. He last. does construction gonna, stuff. Yeah, you gonna... use rope a lot in construction okay, I mean, stuff. I feel like he, we're gonna come back and he has all the other people tied up. They're like, all tied well, up. No, it, like, all tied up. Like, if you're gonna have a pulley system, like you gotta have like five times as much rope length than saying, the distance you, you need to cover. Why are you voicing him so ominously? Like. It's the smile when he does it's it. It's evil. Look, just because he's an elf doesn't mean... <laughs> Clearly um, a human hater. All right, so you you uh, begin directing the NPCs uh, towards the project of creating an elevator um, between the levels. And... Did we just say that we might not be here that long? And you want right. to... Cons- okay. You don't know how long he, you'll be here. That's true. Yeah. And don't, another thing don't is... Don't preface it with that. Like, don't commit too much to it. Well, Just that's the other thing is is you don't know if you'll want to completely move on or not. Because this, this is still a good location. It's got a forge down there. Navi will be here periodically. So right. it might be good to keep as a sort of outpost. So there's right. no harm in doing something to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yes, so you go through all of the business that you need. And uh, Tidal, LaRosa, and Li Fang uh, are able to get their stuffs around pretty pretty easily. And uh, unless there's any other things you wanted to handle. Aiden will pull Vel aside as the meeting breaks and concludes. Um, he'll talk to her one-on-one. Okay. You pull her into the room with all of the corpses and bones? Yeah, naturally. I, I want to thank you both. I, I know that it was a lot for you to come, and, and you think that maybe you think that you didn't contribute a lot, but I, I think that you did, and I look forward to your input. I remember that you had said last night you had thought about giving me the memories back from the time that I lost when we first met. That's right. If you want to. Okay. Well, I I did prepare it today, so it'd be kind of a waste if I didn't cast it on somebody. I'd hate to put it to such waste. Yeah, that would be a shame. Yeah, I mean it. It is a uh, second. It is a second level spell. So a second level. I can't even cast those yet. <laughs> I don't have enough wisdom. That that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. <laughs> Um, and she will uh, look at you and be- she'll kind of explain what she's about to do, casting the spell and whatnot. And essentially what she is offering to do is to cast Share Memory. 
And she will be sharing her memory of that duration of time. Since your memory has been like wiped for those like minute or two or whatever that she had cast it. She's basically going to share her memory so you'll be seeing events through her eyes. What she did to Aiden and when he came back up and whatnot. And if Yeah. If I'm not mistaken though, if it's her memories, I'll he'll kinda like is it like share emotions as well or just He'll see what her perspective was like. Yeah, so you momentarily link your mind with the target and share a single memory, uh, yada, yada, yada. You show the target one of your memories, show the target one of its own memories, or view one of the target's memories. So she's Uh, basically offering to show her perspective of those events since you don't remember that. So it's basically showing Aiden this is what happened in the time that you lost if you were curious because she knows that you not remembering was something that like vexed you and this is basically right. her best offer of this is what happened this is what i can show you uh, yeah so the awkward thing is though too is i think he'll see her side of things though right so yeah it'll be of... it'll be a memory through her eyes from her perspective I think the way this scene plays out is, although Aiden will finally remember and understand where he was coming from, I think he will understand why she did what she did, right? Right. Um, there's no anger left, and he apologized for his brashness, yeah. basically, is, is, is the bulk of it. Yeah. Once she casts the spell and you see the memory, the memory starts basically the moment that, like, before she opened the door and whatnot like she's in her house and then you guys show up and that's when the memory starts and it ends just after you wake up Aiden because you weren't asleep for very long um and you see that all from her perspective sight smell hearing all of that it's awkward for you to see yourself like, because you're basically inhabiting her perspective and you see yourself over there it's kind of a weird sensation for the short duration that this spell is is occurring but you do see all of that and maybe maybe a slight fuzz of a memory of your own is triggered having actually seen the events again you're like yeah i i do kind of remember that happening sort of a thing not super clear but something of that nature Almost like a false memory, a story your parents told often when you were a kid, and so you think you remember it kind of thing. Maybe, yeah. But, yeah. And um, once it's done, she'll she'll say, I know it's not, like, it doesn't really make up for losing the memories yourself, but I, that's the, I think that's probably the best that I can do. I appreciate that, Phil. Uh, and like I said... I- I really don't hold anything against you. I understand why you did what you did. And I'm sorry that I behaved so brashly and caused you to be so scared. Yeah. I... Yeah, I can't really defend myself. It's just been a long time since I was interacting with people. And uh, it's... uh, Gotta get used to socializing, I guess. He laughs at that. Well, I think that today you did a great job. 
I am not good at socializing myself, actually. Uh, believe it or not, I'm not very good at talking. Well, you did pretty okay in the, the meeting there. Uh, I didn't say anything, but uh, it was uh, fun to watch. Yeah. I'm not sure that's a compliment, Veld, but I will t choose to take it as one. Yeah. I have some owl bears to hunt. Right. Please yeah. be safe on your way back downstairs. I'd be safer if there was a, I understand! Uh... We did it, Veld. Yeah. It's in the minutes. We had a meeting. Yeah. Alright? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, will do it. I know. I have confidence in him. Good. Yep. Yep. Just uh, make sure you bring back rope for him. It seems important. Don't worry, Veld. I'll bring rope. <laughs> As he's leaving. Yep. And she she makes her way back down. Is there a second to the motion? <laughs> Technically, no. <laughs> I don't know if it was passed or not. <laughs> I think so. My goal is to find an excessive amount of rope. Yeah, like that's what like he wants. 10,000 10, feet of rope. Like, that you, would be ideal. Wow, uh, you're that's underestimating how heavy rope is. <laughs> um, okay. So, it's still morning of this day, and you guys are able to get around, and the seven of you begin to leave the cave to begin tracking down these owl bears. And Aiden, there's in the back of your mind, you're a little worried because you did hear the thunder the night before. You're worried that it might have rained and washed out the tracks. It definitely does look like it rained, but maybe not too heavily. You can still kind of see where the tracks are, so you think you should be able to follow them. It might be a difficult check, um, but with the number of you going on, if you were all aid, you'll probably be fine. Um, and the tracks look like they head pretty much due north if you wanted to begin going that direction. Um, the main thing that I would need to know is if you are doing a normal survival check to follow the tracks or if you are trying to move at normal speed if you go because a survival check is normally half speed to slowly keep track of where things are doing that you'll move at through the fangwood basically one mile per hour so it might take you most of the day to get there but if you were to try to speed things up you could probably get there by noon depending on how far away it is but like you said given the territory of an owlbear, probably only a couple miles at most. So if you moved at like two miles an hour, you could probably get there within three to four to some hours, but it's up to how, how confident you are in your survival checks. Okay. Uh, uh, hang on a second. No, I won't. There was a spell I was going to cast. That was going to help. Nope, no spells. A, oh, no. Dead Eye Lore? <laughs> no, no spells. but it was, an, uh, it was an Arastal only spell, so. Ah. It worships Arastal, but not mechanically, so. Auburn does. Nope, that's Caden Cannon. No, she she used to be Arastal. Oh, she had a change of faith? Um, I forget exactly what the story is, but she does often tell the story of how she, when she was a ranger an arrow came towards her heart and it was shattered by a tankard or something. And uh, she basically immediately took that to be like, oh, Caden Kalian. 
Oh, so she's quick to jump. Yeah. Well, because Caden, Caden is the I'm god like, of what? Caden <laughs> is the god of luck and drinking, and so she basically took that to be that tankard was a lucky like the fact that it blocked that arrow saved her life. That's a lucky tankard, and she's like, "There's no deity who better fits that than Caden." She's going to see a butterfly outside, right? and she'll think, "Oh." Desna sent that butterfly to show me the way well, to go. At this point, she's fully committed. She's taken cleric levels in Arastal, so it's a lot harder for her to pivot a different direction Caden now. Caden Kalian? I mean, Caden Kalian. She's taken cleric levels in, in Caden Kalian, so it'd be a lot harder to pivot to a different deity now. Yeah, that'd well, be I'm awesome. just saying, she's easily convinced, so we could definitely have fun with that. It was in her youth, <laughs> impressionable times. Oh, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't have to explain that much. People are entitled to their beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't owe me anything, Aubrey. Believe what you want. <laughs> okay. So how uh, how confident are you in your tracking? Pretty confident. Um, I will say that uh, Larosa and Tidel can both aid. Yeah. So what? Let's try to. Well, make I can. This- Try and aid as well. Yeah. No, no, you're not good enough. Okay. Clearly, clearly, he didn't bring you up, so you're not good enough. Jason, may I try and aid? With yep. Your listen, listen. Aiden's already better, a better ranger than you. Okay. Just deal with it. <laughs> At least right. I am a ranger. Oh, oh! Dare I say so? Am I? <laughs> so Larosa a, and for 24 hours, don't get your. Uh... <laughs> Larosa and Tidel will have to roll because they don't have survival as one of their NPC skills as warriors because warriors only get handle animal apparently. Um, so they'll have to roll to aid. Jessup, I don't know. You can probably take ten and aid. Um, not that oh, it mattered, yeah. but for the sake of it, I did cast Dead Eye Laura myself, so I have a plus six. So if I just take a ten, right. I was, it so. was Dead Eye's Laura that I was looking for, and you can't cast it. You don't need to worship a Rastal. Yep. So I'll also use that, which will give me a plus four sacred bonus, and you do not move at half your speed while tracking through the wilderness or while tracking. Okay. So couple that with woodland stride, and we should be able to make some nice time. Yeah, yeah. So technically, you have to make a survival check every mile, um, but we'll kind of at the speed that you're going, we'll say four checks. So you can roll. Four survival checks. Uh, Jessup aids every time, like he said. Um, Larosa and Tidel. I'll just roll a couple here. Um. I can't remember. You said it rained last night. It did. Yes. I can get a twenty-four just taking ten. So I think I can wait. That's how they aid you. So the first check, they one of them aids. The second check, both do. The third check, neither do. The fourth check, one does. Should we roll it for fun? We're on a hunt. You know, maybe I'll get an at twenty and we'll find it right away, right? Yeah, one, you can we'll you can take you it. can take ten or you can roll. That's fine. It's just if you fail a roll, you'll have to spend time re-picking up the track. Yeah, let's see how the day goes. Yeah, I'm gonna roll. Yeah. Just okay. You just. That last one sucked, man. So no, here's the thing: we probably got there by the second. We'll one, be close so enough. Be, we'll be close yeah. enough. Yeah, it'll be so. Fun. Like, Thirty-one plus two is thirty-three. 
that's a success. Um, 33 <laughs> plus 4 is a 37. That's a success. 31 plus 0, 31, still a success. 18 plus 2 would technically be a failure, but you passed by so much in the first three that you probably made it in the first three. Um, So, yeah, you guys make considerably good time, Um, and especially considering how all seven members of this group, I think at this point, have a base land speed of 30 feet, I think. Plus half Um, ranger level to track on each of those survival checks that wasn't added in, and the sacred bonus from Jedi's lore. Right, so the 20 would actually be... 24 20 okay so that would have also succeeded so yeah they're, they're we're, we're getting there yeah you so dead eye lore in your macros <sighs> I don't cast it often enough I don't oh, ranger <laughs> what a ranger <laughs> so um making fantastic time within three hours you begin to see the tracks really pick up like you're getting real close and another 10 15 minutes go by and you feel like you're practically on top of what is like peak owl bear territory here and you see you begin walking closer to what appears to be an opening in the forest maybe 50 feet away and you guys are walking there slowly inching your way forward and i will move you to this map here. Owl bears would not count as animals for the purpose of the spell detect animals. No, owl plants, bears right? are officially magical beasts. So I guess that would yeah. be another plus two for favor. I can see Aiden is that that ranger who like walks over and picks up the scat. I was going to say picks it a little it up, bit. Licks it a yeah. little bit. Yeah, so <laughs> that's going to be a little bit higher for the favorite enemy. This poo is fresh. Well. <laughs> so it's nasty. Like a... That impression of Aiden was Oh, I didn't even hear it. Uh, You'll hear it on I'm replay. Sh- I'm sure. It's probably just whiny. <laughs> so- yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was a bit. How would my eight-year-old sound? Let's just do that. <laughs> so can you guys see this whole map? Yes, the whole it's thing. Not, it's not Fog of War? No nope. Fog okay. of War. Okay. I can't see the enemies on the map. That's weird. So, yeah. <laughs> so you guys oh. will be approaching from the south. So you could pretty much put yourself anywhere on this right. southern corner of the... I'm just throwing me on. Map. That's not where I'm going to be. But... With the, uh, the see-through trees? Yeah, I know. This is a nice. nice map. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice it's map. A, it's a good one. It's a good map. I like it. <laughs> and so as you guys approach this, it looks like it's some sort of um, lake, glade, glen sort of place in this forest here. I will describe it to you lovely at the center of this wide glade is a clear rocky pond approximately 20 feet in diameter this is a little bit larger because <laughs> i'm just getting ready to be approximately no. 70 <laughs> feet in <laughs> diameter um huh. you see okay. seven blossoming cherry trees lean inward from the edge of the pond almost like conspirators hundreds of small sharp knots of wood cover the ground around the pond and trees like thorns just coming out of vines everywhere in this area pretty much the moment you start moving into the darker colored grass it's spiked all over the place Um, effectively caltrips on every square um, Jeez. 
And I can read the the description of caltrips just so you know. Um, but you you can take a moment to to kind of look down at these vines uh, and these roots and the spikes coming out of them. And basically, every square that you step on, I make an attack roll against you. Um, and if I hit again, this so this does not uh, the creature's shield armor and deflection bonuses do not count. So it's an attack roll against your AC minus shield armor deflection. Um, if you're wearing shoes, you get a plus two to your AC. Uh, if I hit and my attack succeeds, you take one point of damage and your speed is halved um, for the next 24 hours or until you are healed with a heal check or magical healing. Um, a creature running or charging immediately stops if it steps on a caltrip. Um, any creature moving at half speed or slower can pick its way through with no trouble. So that's essentially what you're looking at. No. And the other thing that you notice as you get closer to the entrance, or the, not the entrance, but the edge of the tree line to this glade, you notice two creatures uh, that are by the um, water kind of drinking from the side of it. And you are able to immediately identify these as a pair of owl bears who do not yet seem to have noticed you. They are preoccupied with drinking from this uh, small pond. They didn't see the bright light that's coming from Kieran's shirtless body. <laughs> like a beacon in the like night. A beacon that's shining off his ass. That's, that's a lie. It's gl it's glaring. We can't. That's why his stealth is only a one. Yeah. I pull I pull one of these. He's like making SEAL Team Six symbols, and we're all standing there going, "I, I don't know what to do." I don't, <laughs> is he having a stroke? What is he doing? So, Jason, am I not mistaken that for once in this campaign, at least, my woodland stride ability will matter? Um. It says yeah, thorns, these, they're, they're not magical, as yeah. far as I know. They're not magical yeah, such thorns. such as natural thorns, briars, overgrown areas, and similar terrain at his normal speed without taking damage or suffering any other impairment. Yeah, it, it looks like these are practically hand-carved spikes of wood. Not, They're not magical. So, so why? Yeah, so um, they're, they're made of natural wood. Uh, they don't impede any creature with a natural armor bonus of at least plus four, or creatures with the Woodland Stride class feature. Uh, I feel so uh, good. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't uh, considered... I'm going to fit yet again. Y'all should have played a raid. I knew about the natural armor bit, but I knew that none of you had that much natural armor, so I didn't bother, but no. I forgot that there was the Woodland Stride put in there. So yeah, Aiden, you're fine. Great. Min-maxer. Min <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay, it's the Iden show. <laughs> so how do you guys want to proceed? You see the two owl bears. Iden stops you before you break From the tree the line. There. Yeah, and there's only two? Uh, at the moment, it that... looks like there's only two. You can make a perception check to notice otherwise, but you're only seeing would... two out in the open. I would like to notice otherwise, take in all of my surroundings. Okay. Um, Franklin's rolling a, a 24... 
perception, 28 if it's for canny observer stuff. I've got magical beast, and I think dead eye lore, it's hour per level, so that's probably gone, or did we get here? Uh, I think enough? that's only survival, anyways. Oh, you're right. We've got a 24 from Kieran, an 8 Roll from Jessup, five. and a 20. There's on the ground. <laughs> 20 from Aiden. So, um, none of you see any creatures other than the two owl bears. At least not at the moment. It could there could easily be others nearby in the forest that you just straight up can't see. But at the moment, you don't notice any other. At the creatures. very least, we can kill these two, then look at the tracks and see if there's more. Yep. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to get a surprise round off. Are we sure hit... Kieran and Jessup don't want to try diplomacy on these things? You know? What languages do they speak? <laughs> Funny you should ask. Because Aiden, as you pull back your bow, the soft sound of a string and, a, and the wood of the, of the bow going taunt, you hear a voice coming out from near the pond. And the voice is unlike any that you've heard, but it is speaking out in common. And it says, Leave this place. You have no business here. You do not belong to this forest, and it does not belong to you. I have noticed your continued disturbances within my territory for some time now. Be gone. Let nature's cycle continue unhindered by your meddling. Aiden will slowly <laughs> undo the arrow and then kind of do one of those, like, look to Jessup or like, I think this is your thing. <laughs> uh, and so, as that voice speaks out, or? so you all hear it. Uh, and you notice so do the owlbears. They kind of look up they're like looking for where the what the voice was. Everybody roll stealth checks. I don't think it was talking to us. I think it was talking to the owl bears. Oh, oh! With a plus fourteen, I rolled a one. That were perfect. I still did just as good as Kieran. With a plus one, I rolled a fourteen. <laughs> I'm going to untick magical beasts for now, Jace. Add two if it. So owl bears this this to... this stealth is against the owl bears who are now looking okay. around. Okay, so do keep it on. So we wave at them. Hi. Hello. <laughs> oh boy. Hi. Yes. I, I was just wondering. Can I contact you? I'm calling about the project. I understand that this might be a bad time since you're in a natural glade, but I was just wondering. <laughs> I could get your contact information. So, the owl bear nearest to you rolled a 14 on its perception. Minus 5 uh, for distance would oh. bring it to a 9. Yay. The one back there rolled a 19 plus 12 minus 10 for a 21 perception. From 100 feet of away. Of course. Oh. Um... So the one closest to you guys kind of looks up and doesn't spot you, doesn't really know where the voice came from, but the one back there looks up and happens just by chance to look directly in your direction, sees this beacon of light coming from Kieran's chest, and (laughs) 
Oh. Immediately, he quickly puts his shirt back on. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Sorry, sorry. Immediately begins walking in your direction. It's not like charging or roaring anything. It's just it's noticed you and it's walking in your direction now. Um, you said the voice spoke in common, but is there a accent check that I can roll? Um, do they, um, do they sound near Mothy? Do they sound humanoid? Do I will give like... you. They. They distinctly do not sound near Mothy or Molthuni. Or like a hobgoblin. Okay. It's, so it's distinctly sound... none of the factions that you might be... If it is a humanoid, it's none of the factions that you're familiar with. Doesn't sound like the fae that you encountered. Maybe maybe somewhat similar, but not exactly like the fae. Um, but you, you're not... You've never encountered this dialect before, I don't think. With Jessup? Um, most likely not. It's technically a knowledge geography. <laughs> um, linguistics. Linguistics you, too. I mean, linguistics. You already know it's common. Right. Technically, it's knowledge geography to to figure out where, like, a regional dialect. If I'm not mistaken. It's see that it's not a it's not a it's not a human dialect. Mm. So it's so. It's can a, we roll a respective knowledge? Maybe. I'm gonna say with just the voice in this no. situation, I don't think so. Okay. Um, but with, well, if, in context, if, yeah. I'm guessing either some kind of fae or nymph, or maybe, maybe a some kind of tree spirit or something like that. You know. So again, so the um, the one owlbear has taken a single move action in your direction. Do you have any response? So kind of looks around to those guys and uh, Oh, yeah, uh, sorry that uh, we may have disturbed any natural order here. We were actually just uh, perusing around to see what maybe was attacking our makeshift camp. If you'd like to come out so we can uh, chat about this, I would greatly appreciate it. So we make sure we're not stepping on any uh, anyone's toes or cow drops. Okay. You respond to this disembodied voice, and before it can respond to you, these owl bears now, the one which was already looking in your direction, and the other one who was not sure of where the voices was coming from, they both look in your direction now, and now that the one has had a turn to kind of peer in your direction, he sees figures, and he roars out towards you, and you would know that they are going to charge right now. Like and roll initiative? I'm going to need everybody to roll an initiative check. Are you happy? Wait, you're not going to let me roll diplomacy on the owlbears? Unfortunately, it was not the owlbears talking, so... <laughs> He could still maybe try to communicate. Do they understand language? Holy initiative yeah. check. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> stop. I, yeah. You suck. Yeah. Owlbears <laughs> yeah. only we have did. a plus five initiative. Yeah, because they're weak. Weak. Oh, wow. Weak. Wow. Yes, I'm guaranteed wow. to be number one then. I want to take bets on what I rolled for initiative on these guys. A yeah, two. you rolled a natural two. One of them rolled a natural two. Oh, yeah, I win. I 
I said two. We I said win. Two four. Can we get an idea where the um I don't know what to call them brambles are? Everywhere in the dark grass. So technically, you and Jessup are already on them, but you could move yourselves outside of the dark ring. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you guys can move yourselves just outside of that ring. Um, right, so we have a 20 for Aiden. We have a 28 for Frampton. It's not a natural 20, though. Uh, we have a 25 for Kieran and a 24 for Jessup. Sort that. So yeah, I rolled a natural 2 for one of them and a natural one for the other. So Do we have any some uh, we're going first bystander tokens to put on here people we have to protect because they're right. weak. Yep. I Should can no. Why do we bring them? Put them They're in the they're in the dark grass uh, in front of us. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Clearly <laughs> blocking any possible charge by we lay them down so that we can walk on them to avoid the caltraps. Yeah. We're just XP sharing. It's like an MMO. We're high level. They're level two or three. They yeah, just well, we have our wow. experience share equipped. Oh, we're yeah. just farming XP so that they can guard the camp better. Yes, we're we're trying to promote them. That's the only reason we're here. La <laughs> <laughs> Rosa Tidell and Li Fang, correct? La Rosa Tidell Li Fang. Yep. So Larosa and Tidell went off to the other side, and Li Fang was was kind of going up closer to Aiden on the uh, uh, on the west corner of the map. So that is where they are located. I will throw in their uh, stats here in the initiative. Oh yeah, I guess technically they have stat locks. Funnily enough, they will be going still before the owl bears, but not before any of you guys. <laughs> There's a big gap between 20 and 7. Um, okay. So, top of the round, before these creatures have charged at you, but after they've roared and made their intentions clear, Frampton. Mr. Burnbridges. Frampton? And, um, I don't know. They're too far away. I don't have range. Charge. Oh, you know how much damage I'd take running across them brambles? Dippy toe. Not enough, that's for sure. No. No, thank you. Uh, I'm going to delay. Okay. Unless they get within range. And then I'll attack. Okay. If they get within a range where I could move and feasibly attack them in the same turn. Gotcha. Okay. So you're, you're delaying until they get close enough so that you can within 30 feet basically within 30 feet or within 15 feet do you want to move at half speed so you don't yes so yes okay half speed so they move within range so that you can move forward without having to worry about the caltrips okay correct okay after frampton we have kieran been a little while since i played kieran so you know floating i forgot that an important thing to have at all times is mage armor so i'll take my standard action to cast <laughs> mage armor because i never said ahead of time no. you don't need to say it's just no. i feel I, the need to on a hunt you've got mage armor on. i you definitely would have but i didn't say it, i so could live just, with that i'll just cast mage armor it's only gonna last for seven hours yeah i know how <laughs> dare you <laughs> Oh. Well, what if you use the one charge of the extended rod, Kieran? That's what it's for. That, that, wasn't, the whole that day. wasn't given to me to use. 
You you gave it to me to use. Yeah, I don't have it. I'm right next to you. No, you're. Oh, whatever. No, I'm not because that would take a move action for you for me to give it to you. It's just too much, too many actions. I met this so. morning. No, it's fine. I'll use my standard to cast mage armor, and I'll try to remember to say it ahead of time. Next Why time. Why just make it one of those conditional things? Every morning he does this. Because I, that's not necessarily what he would do, though. It's only when gotcha. he knows that there's going to be like combat, because he doesn't want to waste his spells. But that will be my standard and my move. I guess I will move half speed. No, I'm gonna move over here. Okay. Moving on from Kieran, we have Jessup. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jessup will uh, look at Frampton. All right, Frampton, we're going to do this. Just like with the Satyrs. Except better this time. And he pulls out. Move action. No, he's not. Never mind, I'm not doing that. I put my hand on Frampton. Delicately. Yes, and I give him heroicism. Ooh. 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 So standard action Ooh. and then move action. Bardic performance, because I can do that now. Right. That ten minutes per Ooh. level? That oh, ten yeah. minutes per level? That's amazing. I feel heroic. I hate so See, I've told you, this is probably my favorite spell in the game. I hate it. Yeah. Wait, yeah, you hate so. it? Yes, because you always cast it on the paladin. And the paladin doesn't need to be buffed any more than the paladin's already okay. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what game I play in. I cast Grease. She tells her she hates that. I cast Heroism. She says she hates that. Is Fireball. I hate that. Is there a spell, Sarah? I will let Sarah now pick my spell slots per day on my mage. I've already told you, Mud Buddy. <laughs> I keep forgetting to grab that one. My apologies. Have you considered <laughs> fastidiousness? Hey, that's a great spell. I have it. It's, that's a great spell. <laughs> All right, so you, now that you can do it, move action, begin your performance. I assume it's Inspire Courage. Yes, I'm sorry, that's correct. Okay. And uh, you cast Heroicism on... I'm sorry, Heroicism on um, Frampton. That is your turn, bringing us to Iden. And Frampton, just so you know, Inspire Courage is competence bonus, whereas Heroicism's morale... So they will stack. Oh, so they do stack. Excellent. 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 I shall not miss any attacks. Don't say. Five. Oh, why did you say that? <laughs> right. Uh, five. Now, all, all we need was somebody to go in flanking position. Right. We go ran, into flanking, and this fight ran out, away. Guys. Yeah. I don't Shiny think. Uh, I didn't think there's any way we're getting out of this. But he does a quick look to Kieran for approval before he loses. Four arrows in point of order. Then rip. I forget yeah. this too often. It is dim light because of the canopy above you, so twenty percent mischance. Just so you know, because I'm under the tree. Yes. Well, it's but because it's this is this is like the map makes it look bigger than it is, but this glade is supposed to be relatively small, so the canopy still does. Under the, still, under it's the it's canopy. still light enough that you can see. It's just dim light, right. but it's it's going to be twenty percent. Okay, that is fine. Uh, yeah, I'll still take the four shots. I have vital strike now, so I can begin honestly considering the move action remove 
the yeah the Chernosardo hopeful trait yeah but instead of putting it all into one I will put my faith and confidence into four give me a moment okay to make sure that I've got rapid shot ticked yep. favorite enemy magical beast favorite enemy magical beast um forest inspire courage and then lastly make sure multi mini shot is still pressed here it comes wow ah. okay wow so first oh. attack is a 33 natural 20 so potential crit with a 17 to confirm um and that's the mini shot the second attack is a 21 to hit and the third attack or fourth arrow is a 16 to hit roll me 20 percent mischance on three of those because all of them yep hit the ac the first one is a potential crit if you if you get over the Again, 1 I'll to roll, 20 is a miss. You want 21 yep, or higher. 3d20, or 3d100. Yeah, 3d20. So just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get him in! So, 84, 86, 41. So that, that, that aces the concealment on all three attacks. And the first one is a crit. So 45 <laughs> plus 17, right? That's how it works? No, I think you do... You, you, I don't know. You do all of the damage gets multiplied. All right, let me let me look up the feet mini shot here. Yeah, I'm pulling it up now. Um, Basically, what you're saying is that Albert's dead. Oh, when making dead. a full attack, fire two arrows. If the attack hits both, hit apply precision based damage and critical damage only uh, once for this attack. Okay, so you just get the extra seventeen. Yep. So forty five plus seventeen. Yeah. So you fire off that first arrow, and it pierces the owlbear's head right between the eyes and in one shot it falls to the ground 62 points of damage baby <laughs> the other two that you fired off you're not outside of your range increment correct on the no, blue and one the order was backwards i'm hitting blue first then red oh. not that it makes a difference but... okay well as long as you're within your range increment there's no penalties so it's fine um, yeah, it's 120 for a longbow yeah 110 for a composite longbow yeah. So you fire that off. Blue falls dead. The other two arrows for both hit for 15 damage and 9 damage, uh, dealing significant wounds to the other owlbear, but it is still up. For now. Let me actually do the damage here before I forget. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Okay. That is... Iden's turn. Pretty good turn. Pretty good turn. Alright. I mean, didn't kill both, so... Moving yeah. on to... <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Larosa, Tidel, and then Li Fang. Um, Boy. Larosa is going to fire off first with her longbow. It's going to be a natural three that's going to miss. Uh, Tidel is also going to do the same natural 11 for a 15 which just hits yay dealing another max nine points of damage uh, he did not like that and Li fang realizing that he's way too far to do melee is gonna move action pull out a crossbow and i guess he'd have to move action reload it because he doesn't have rapid reload so 
unfortunately that is his turn being getting prepared he, well no he, he would have he would have probably pulled out I'm trying to think he realizing the distance he would have brought he would have pulled out a crossbow to start the combat i'm sure we're going on a hunt after yeah. all so move action to load it but then he can fire off once at this thing natural three is not going to do it so they each fire off one arrow but only tydell is able to land a strike as we now go to owlbear blue who is dead and owlbear red who rolled a natural one and is still alive Red hasn't really had time to think much, so he's going to continue his previous course of action, which is to charge at the enemies. So he oh, is going to weird. charge forward here at you, Frampton. Cool. That is going to be with a charge attack, because I think these guys only have... Oh, is he with? Did he get within my fifteen? Uh, yes, but you held your turn, so you you can go right after him. Oh, okay. Right. If you wanted to interrupt, you'd have to ready. But you could ready a charge. Well, I don't know if you can ready a charge. You can only you can only charge when you're prohibited from. Like mm. you can't. I don't think you can ready a full round action. It's you a couldn't standard charge anyways because of the caltrops, right? Also true. Also right, because I said I wanted to yeah. half speed. Yeah, so there's no way that you could have readied to really do much of anything here, but right. they don't actually have reach, I noticed, so he has to get all the way up to you, so on your turn you'll just be able to get a full attack off. What's their Yay. move speed? Their move speed is like a hundred. Is thirty, but he's charging. And he so doesn't he take 60. he doesn't take half speed because he has a plus five natural armor, so Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's okay. convenient. So he gets one <laughs> attack, he's gonna use his claw. So with the charge bonus, that's a that's a tweener. It is close. Twenty one. Uh, I don't remember. Hang on. I can't remember your AC. I it's think yours is. That hits. I have a twenty one AC. Okay. Yep. Because I rolled an eleven plus eight, and then charging is another plus two, so that's twenty one. He will claw you for six points of damage. And he will attempt to grab you. Hold on, I'll heal you. <laughs> That's a 21 against your CMD. My CMD is 21. Really? No, it is. Because oh. yeah, I rolled a 7. They have a plus 10 grapple for a 17, but then they have the grab property, which actually brings it up to a plus 14, so it's 7 plus 14 for a 21. <laughs> oh, you add um, your strength to CMD, not your... That makes sense. Strength and dex to CMD. Yeah, strength, deck, size, condition, yep. deflection. That's so, why I got mine a little bit higher. Well, Frampton, well, you well, are... Hold what? up. What? As an immediate action, I Kieran casts Liberating Command. <gasps> and you get an immediate escape artist check. And you gain a plus 12. You're, there's no way. Thing? There's no way you're going to pass it. It's 27. That would give me a 27, Jason. Well, escape artist. You get to Just roll flat it. You get to rolling. roll it, yeah. A natural one still fails. Plus 12. So, so 38. 38. <laughs> escape artist. Their oh, CMD is 21. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like me and this owlbear are very evenly matched. Like, so you... Uh, 
you are grabbed by the owl bear, but in that split second moment, uh, well, and let me just make sure, yeah, because it's twenty five feet plus two for. I just want to make sure I'm in range, but I am in range. So. Yeah, that's fairly right. Yep. So it's close. Just as this creature's claw grabs and digs into you, you feel a strange pulse of force that ejects the claws from your shoulder, and you are freed. And it is now your turn. Looks over at Kieran, gives him the finger guns. That, that provokes. Wrong character. <laughs> that provokes. <laughs> uh, let me turn on two weapon fighting. There we go. Okay. That's just like a fun name for like an after show podcast where we like break down the episodes. Like that provokes. <laughs> that provokes. That's a fantastic post post gameplay podcast name. All right, back pocket uh, that one. Yeah. All of you people listening, don't take our idea. Three <laughs> on the the rapier and sixteen on okay. the. So you do have. Oh no, you don't, because you don't have your your base attack bonus is not high enough to get another iterative attack. So you just have the two, right? Correct. My base attack bonus is five. I think. Right. Okay. Next level. Next so level. two strikes, yeah. dealing, are well. Both of them will hit because he charged, so his AC goes down. So oh. both of those will hit for eleven and three. So the eleven brings him down to from fourteen to three. And then the three brings him from three to zero. Did you, ah! have, did you have Inspire Courage on, Justin, I as well? Did, I did. Yeah. Okay. So make sure you get the extra. Yep. I have Bardic Performance, Heroicism, two weapon oh, fighting, yeah. and my favorite of the Right. You deal precisely enough damage to disable, but not kill, the second owlbear. Oh, the 20%. Doesn't affect me. Right, because oh. he's, he's cool. Shit. I do have to roll 20% for Tidal, though, actually. And for the Owlbear. Tidal's fine. Owlbear has low light vision. vision. Yeah, low light vision. Moving on to Kieran. Um, Kieran is... Well, yeah, I guess we'll... I guess he can get... I can still attack from... Oops, I'm not on the clicker. I can still attack from here. Yes, because you reach effectively have reach. Yeah. All right. Well, I will try that. I'll get right next to Jessup, pulling my glaive out as I move forward, and I will try an attack with my glaive. You're just gonna move. Or you're gonna charge. Not charge. Just move. no charge. Just move. So seventeen to hit. Should do it. Seventeen will hit. Uh, do you have dark vision? I don't. Do you have no. low light vision? No. Okay. So not. roll a twenty percent mischance. Ninety six. That's fine. Crush it. Brings him down to negative fourteen. Technically not permanently dead, but basically permanently dead. As you slash down on the other owl bear, cleaving into its shoulder, and it collapses unconscious before you. And for this moment, you do not see or hear any other creatures in the general vicinity. What do you do? Uh, Slowly and tentatively. If somebody else talks, then he'll stop this process. But Aiden is going to begin walking into the glade, like, looking around for the disembodied voice, trying to, like, you know make a show of peace, maybe sheath his weapon okay. kind of thing. 
you begin walking forward. Roll a perception check. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? I heard somebody starts to say something. Feel free to cut in. Oh, I was just going to... Um, nice, peaceful voice uh, in this uh, grove. Uh, would you like to talk now that uh, we have a moment reprieve? That's uh, got uh, sorry. That's got the two higher, so make that a fifteen, Jason. Because it's got magical beast checked on still. I forgot to click it off. Okay. Yep. Fifteen. Um, the only thing that you notice is the tracks in this area tend to congregate over uh, where the owl bears are. Most of the tracks congregate on the whoops on the southern eastern sides of this pond. You. Can't Not the see. west side or this obvious. Uh, well, is there's this like a raised pedestal here. It is slightly higher than the rest, uh, but that's where one of the trees are. The seven trees are like around this area. It's seven, not three cherry blossoms. Yes, there are seven cherry blossom tree. Well, not cherry blossom, cherry trees. So there's kind of like one, two, three, four, five, six whoops, six, seven, type of a thing on that side. And they're all kind of leaning in forwards, like conspirators, as the book puts it. But most seven. of the tracks are on this other side of the pond. If you, like, walked up and started moving over there, you'd notice that they're pretty much on that side. Okay. The others come as well. Lirosa and no. Tidal start inspecting the body. Uh, Check out like, the trees. Like Jessup said, is anyone there? We don't mean any harm. He's looking around. Have we just murdered two owlbears? I don't. <laughs> I. Th- to him, they're just beasts. Murdered them in cold steel. Yeah. Um. As you guys are proceeding forward, you hear the voice again. As it rings out, it says. Your kind is always the same, whether it be the gray-scaled hunters who only recently ceased harassing the creatures in my territory, or the pale skins in shining clothes stomping around making noise to the more recent fanged marauders. All you care to do is destroy with no regard for the breath of nature around you. can't speak for everyone, but, but I'm not sure that that is true. At least for myself, I do my best to give back. I rely on the Fangwood for my strength, and I hope that we can negotiate. I've even met one of the forest giants here. Uh, what are they called again? The herd? Wood giants? I've even met a wood giant, and I understand the role of divine protection. One of my good friends is a druid. I-, I hope that we can come to an agreement. The voice does not immediately <laughs> respond. Um, let me see. So, based on the weaponry that it has noticed, it looks, well, you don't know where it is, so... It responds to you and says, Your baseless claims mean nothing to me. You wield the same weapons that all those before you have wielded. 
You fight against the creatures who live in this territory. You invade. You come to our land without warning. And it... You hear movement in the trees behind you. In this tree and this tree. And you kind of, like, oh. glance behind you for a moment. And it almost looks like the limbs are gently swaying. It's ants! They're ants! If I'm being honest, we don't really want to be in the forest. No, I can't say anything about those who've come before, but for us personally, we're just trying to survive. And unfortunately, we've run into a bit of trouble with owlbears, and in order to maintain safety for our, our group, we had to seek them out and take care of them before they come back and destroy what we've built up and wound those who are among us. But honestly, I'd rather not be here if I could avoid it. Everyone roll a perception check. I'm Nirmathi. The way I see it, these are our lands. <laughs> he doesn't say that. Oh man, I, I have a prepped response if you say that. Oh, do you really? I have a paragraph I can read if you if any of you said anything remotely close to that. I probably won't, but I would like to hear that at the end of the session. <laughs> it's probably pretty bad. Uh, it's funny. Okay. So... Oh my gosh, I cannot roll above a five for my perception for some reason. You guys see these cherry trees? For our perception checks, we have 18 for Kieran, <laughs> 7 for Jessup, 16 for Frampton, and 18 for Aiden. Uh, adding the plus 2 bonus to that, Aiden would get a 20. Aiden, you can hear the sounds coming from the trees behind you. Footsteps. Massive footsteps. And you turn, and you're looking at the two trees that you saw moving, thinking that it's them. But you realize it's a different noise. It's a different movement than the trees. As coming from between them, practically charging into this clearing, is a colossal owl bear with midnight colored feathers and fur and a large gash near its rear leg. Uh, uh, As uh, this creature... Ashmal's brother! No, Wait. no, no, that's not who that is. Could... He can see the gash on its back legs from its front? That's impressive, Aiden. Yeah. Favorite enemy magical beast. Got him to the 20. <laughs> yep, that's, that'll do that's it. the best explanation I can give you for getting a 20. Jason, it's not actually colossal size no it is huge size (laughs) but but compared to (laughs) an average (laughs) owl bear it is particularly large i'm not gonna lie i thought you were gonna have it come from here and kieran of course is the only one that's just standing oh my gosh it's colossal size (laughs) Uh, go for the neck Shadow the Colossus bit here. (laughs) So this creature bursts out from the trees, uh, the tree line to that side, and it bellows out a cacophonous roar the moment it sees you, sees the two dead owlbears near you. And as it begins to charge, I need everybody to roll for initiative again. It's so common. 
What? I think it was the owlbear speaking. Uh, no, the owlbear was not speaking. The voice was coming from the opposite direction of the owlbear. Oh, I see. It just seems that as this conversation, as these conversations are going on, any of the nearby owlbears are maybe noticing this, and this is a particularly large one. Okay. So I've got everybody in the initiative tracker. Let's roll initiative. Oh, my. That's the opposite of what I rolled last time. Do you want me to re-roll, Jason? I accidentally rolled perception. Um... Yeah, I mean, technically yeah. it's the same bonus, but yeah. You I was going to say, it's it. the same bonus, but yeah, I'll re-roll it. There you go. Okay. There you go, is right. Convenient. Very well done. Classic. I, I prefer you take the first one. <laughs> um, okay, so Frampton gets a 26. Aiden gets a 15. Uh, Kieran also gets a 15, but you have the same modifier, so you actually have to roll off. Off. Just roll initiative again? Just Yeah, roll initiative or roll d d20. As long as you're doing the same thing, I don't care. I'll re-roll initiative. Okay. Roll the die too. So 20, 20 versus Aiden's... <gasps> Any day now! It's already rolled it. Oh. 15. I don't see it. No, Wait, you're, no. You're rolling you're off. You're rolling off against Kieran. Off. You both rolled yeah, the same uh, initiative, and you have the same modifier. So you have to roll sorry. off to see who goes first. Yeah. Okay. Ah. So Kieran will go first. I'll make Kieran a six. Oh, Jessup also rolled a fifteen. Or is that the last time? Uh, but Jessup has a seven, so he goes first. No, I just rolled. Yeah, I rolled a fifteen. Right. So three of you rolled a fifteen, but Jessup has a plus seven, so he'll go first. Yeah. Kieran roll, won the roll-off, so he'll go next, and then Aiden will go last between the three of you, and Li Fang will go after Aiden, because he has lower. Okay. Sort that. Top of round <clears throat> one. Technically, the... Let me look back on the on the perception checks, just to verify. Um, where was Frampton's? 16 perception check. No, so you did not hit a 20... Correct. Okay. So, in the surprise round, only Aiden and this creature will be going. And this creature rolled higher than Aiden. So it will charge forward. And unfortunately, the nearest creature... Clarissa and Tidell are dead. ...is Tidell. Glad we brought you guys. This creature... This one has reach charges forward in the surprise round <laughs> it's one attack on Tidel. it's a very very bad roll what is Tidel's AC is that going to miss yes oh he's flat footed it hits okay he has a so I was looking at 17 AC. The creature only rolled a 16, so I was like, "Is that gonna miss?" Nope. He's flat-footed. Flat-footed AC is only a 14, so that does hit. Does he have not a dodge or something? No. <laughs> he has no such cool thing. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna roll some damage on him. How much hit points does he? Okay. Okay. Aiden, you you brought these people out to die. You feel good about yourself, man. If they level up, yeah. So, this creature charges forward. It yeah, whatever. 
slashes at Tidell, and its massive claw just encompasses him, squeezes him as he shrieks out in pain, still conscious, but now stuck in the creature's claw. I probably should roll the CMB before I say that. Oh yeah, okay. He is grappled, pulled closer adjacent to the creature. He is grappled and still conscious, but extremely wounded. And the creature only gets one attack because it's a surprise round charge. Aiden, you can also act in the surprise round. Um, so mechanically, each of these three squares are equidistant. So if I were to charge, I have to roll a d3. Well, you'd be charging through an ally and a large creature's space. Through an ally is okay. The large creature's space is problematic. The caltrips also don't matter. Right, yeah. So you can charge with your bow. Your option would be to fire from where you're at, move up into melee, and just be prepared for the next round, um, or to take a move action to do the concealment thing in the next round. Hope that Tidel survives. Tidel is very wounded, by the way. It's actually worse that he took the damage he took. Maybe for him. (laughs) Uh. What you gonna do, Aiden? You got six seconds before he dies. Yeah, he's gonna take a single shot. Okay. Roll Um. to hit this massive creature. It will be vital strike, however. Okay. Which I should pull up. Remind me what that does. You'll do another damage die. So it'll be 2d8 plus your modifier, basically. Yes. Uh, I think that's what he's going to do. Okay. Roll to hit. And then roll 20% mischance after that. And inspire courage, I'm assuming we don't have. Probably not, yeah. But you do get favored on me still. Yep. Thirty-two will hit. Okay, sure. so I can b- basically roll damage and then roll another D eight. Uh, right? roll roll twenty percent mischance first, um, but then yes, seventy-six. Okay, so roll damage and then add a D eight to it. Okay, so two plus the damage that you normally deal, so thirteen. 13. So fifteen points of damage to this creature. Ouch. Did not like that. Five foot step there. Okay. And he'll tell uh, LaRosa to get back. Okay. That is a surprise round. Top of round one. First up is Frampton. Frampton? Um, half speed. Gross. Yeah. Uh... You don't have to move at half speed. It's just if you move at full speed, I start rolling to hit you. Every five? Every tile, though? Um, I think so. Let me let me uh, confirm. But I believe so. It is each time a creature moves into an area 
covered by caltrops. Yep. Or spends around fighting while in, while standing in such an area. So technically, I get to roll oh. against Aiden. Oh wait, no, I don't, because he got he's got the fancy stupid ability that lets me not do it. I'll double move here. Okay. And that'll be my turn. So yep, double moving at half speed, so you don't have to worry about the caltrops. Okay. Correct. It is now the creature's turn. The creature runs away in fear. Is not going to try to maintain the grapple. It just wanted to grab it so that he could toss him to the side. The creature drops Tidel as it looks forward at the creature at the small uh, pitiful ranger that shot an arrow into its leg and roars out again as it steps forward to attack Aiden. It'll do a five. So it has to actually move to do it. But it's going to move, which will provoke from Frampton. Yes. Don't forget heroicism. Heroicism. But I don't get two attacks, so let me turn off two weapon fighting. But are you going to attack with your dagger? No. no. 24 <laughs> will hit the target for another 13 points of damage. Not Am enough. I flanking with this one? Um, I don't... No. No, you're not flanking because even if we did allow it with Literosa, she's flat-footed, so she is not uh, threatening yet. And she correct. had a bow out. That's um, also true. So, oh, I didn't think, yeah. unfortunately... Yeah. No, but you do deal some Aww. damage. Not enough to draw its attention because Aiden still dealt more damage than you. But um, it's okay, going fine. to lash out at Aiden. See if it can roll higher than a 3 this time. Barely. That is a 10 on the die for a 21 total. He's not getting a charge bonus anymore. We'll still hit. Okay. Aiden. AC. 20. As this massive creature lashes out at you, you take 10 points of damage, same damage as Tidal, 10 points of damage, rolling twos a lot on the damage die, and then it's going to try to grab you. Mm -hmm. That is a... Wow. 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 Yes. Wow. That is, wow. A, that is only a 23 against your CMD. So that will fail. The way this plays out, anybody looking at Aiden... So Aiden's faced a lot of struggle. He's dealt with pain before. There is something unnerving about the way he responds to this. He does not dodge the attack. He just forces his way through it. He takes the damage, and as it goes to claw him, he simply just lets it kind of like rip through his skin instead of actually letting himself get grabbed. So he just kind of like tanks through the damage, uh, and that's how he avoids it. Okay. And he seems unwavered. All right. Some steely resolve. Yep. As we move on to Tidel, who is extremely wounded and will... Oh, he can't five-foot step. He will withdraw. No, he can't. Yes, he can. can't. No, you can't no. in difficult terrain. He's... Yeah. He's he in a bad spot. Difficult terrain? Well, he, even if he could withdraw, it'll provoke pretty much no matter how he does it because this creature oh, has reached. Reach. Right. So he is going to... Ooh. <laughs> he's 
he is going to hold his bow out in front of him in a defensive position and he is going to look to the others and he'll be like I really hope that you can take this thing down quick and he's going to just total defense that's the best he can do because he's not flat footed now plus four to AC at least give him a chance he's if he gets attacked again he at least has a chance um, that's going to be his turn next up it is Kieran Jessup doesn't go first I don't know why Jessup is showing up as an 11 on my initiative tracker, but I had him as an 18. Because All right, I, we can just skip my turn if you like. Uh, Tydell rolled a 22, though, so it will just go to Jessup instead of Kieran. All right, guys, keep it together. Move action. Start my bard performance, Inspire Courage, once again. Okay. All right. And then I will cast a level three spell. What? Ooh, and I'm casting haste right there on that intersection. So Uh-oh. I will actually get everybody um, but me. Right. So I believe with the text of haste, it is no single creature can be more than 30 feet from another. Yeah. So it's like you'd have to look 30 oh, feet to leave thing and then... Uh, so, okay. basically... Uh, so 20, well, let me basically, you can you can get Frampton, Iden, LaRosa, and Tidell. If you if you wanted to get Lee Fang, you could not get Frampton, LaRosa, or Tidell. If you wanted yeah, to get Kieran, you... Yeah, your best bet is these four. Iden. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, cause your, best, your best bet would be those four, because they're all within distance Well, it's mostly other. Frampton and Iden anyway. Yeah. Okay, so Frampton and Aiden, you are now hasted and inspired. Ooh, I don't think I have the haste buff in here yet. Can we get that in chat? Don't forget, though, at least with haste, you do get additional movement speed to help with difficult terrain. Yeah, what's the haste buff? I got it. Yep. As he writes that down... Well, I was going to, but I'm... I don't think I have the speed bonus in here, though, or is that something you just remember? Uh, you I put yeah, in the speed bonus. You you can put in the yeah. speed bonus, but I just I just remember it if you if you can. Um, I Kieran, think it started haste, but it didn't. I don't have to save. I'll grab it. Yeah. Kieran, you will go after um, after uh, Jessup, and yes. So haste is a plus one to your AC, plus one to your attack rolls, and your your land speed doubles up to an extra thirty. Uh, will that stack with my heroicism, the attack rolls? Uh, uh, yes, yeah. because it is not—it is not a morale or anything. I, th- I think it's an untyped it bonus untyped. to your attack, so it's just an extra nice. plus one to your AC and to your attack rolls, pretty much. And you get an extra. And you do get—you get an—you get an extra attack when you do a full attack. You get a another hit. Oh. And it plus forty to your movement speed. It just doubles your movement speed up to thirty. So if you have a twenty foot speed, it goes to a forty. If you have a thirty, right. it goes to a sixty. So that's how haste will go. And uh, Kieran, you can cast lightning bolt on Frampton. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So Kieran doesn't get the benefit of the speed. So I, I'm going to move my full complement of movement to get to here. Okay. Um, so whatever you have to roll to see if I okay. and don't you, make it or whatever. And you didn't have to move through any threatened squares to get there. I don't think so. I had to go okay. in a straight line. Right. 
Um, so I think that I would have gone from here to here. So I don't. I think I stepped into right. threatened range, right. but okay. And you're AC, so you're a, a, I presume wearing boots or shoes of some kind. Yes, I am. You're AC minus shield, armor, and deflection bonuses plus two. What is that? Okay, shield, armor, deflection, nineteen. What? Oh, I guess major minus shield, those. Or an armor, don't, sorry. Don't count armor, what? don't count shield, don't count deflection. No, I forgot major armor was So it's basically a... your AC plus your dex, pretty much. Major armor is a shield bonus? Plus natural armor? Plus natural armor, yeah, yeah. All right, so 10 plus Maid, 1 plus 2. Major armor is an armor bonus, Plus Josh. 2, 15? Yeah. So 15 AC, okay. So I have so my attack bonus on a caltrip is a plus 0, so I have to roll a 15 or higher to hit you. How many squares did you move through? Uh, three. Three, okay. Three outside of half. Because I had to move six squares to get there. You did this movement as a single move action? Yes. So it would be each of those squares. Because you're moving full speed through all of them. Oh, right, right, right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So the first one I rolled a natural one. Second one I rolled a 19. Okay. Wow. So you take one point of damage. Okay. And your movement is halved. Great. So I can't get there. Not in Can you a get affected again, or as soon as you're affected once, that's it? Uh, the movement speed, I don't think so, but the damage, I believe. Natural I 2, remember. natural 3, 12, and 17. So you take one more point of damage. So you only take two damage. Um, but you, Now your movement speed's quartered. N I don't believe so. <laughs> so it would have been... So if I did it that way, I would be stuck. I'm so confused on this. All right. So I moved five feet, and yep. then from there, my speed is halved. Well, so you moved five feet. That was fine. The next square you moved into, you stepped on a caltrop. So okay. from there, your speed is halved. So that was 10 feet of movement. So you have another... So your normal speed is 30, right? Yeah. So you spent 10 feet of movement, your speed is halved, so you have 10 feet left from that square. But that's basically just one square. Diagonally, yes. You can make one more no, diagonal. because she, she already went diagonal once, so uh, this would... So she would have two squares from where from that position. So she just started here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Five feet, so this would actually be 15 feet. So the, right. the other 15 feet is halved, so you only want one more square. So you could move there still, but you can't move more than that. I mean, you're still within 10 feet range. You can still hit him from that square. I wasn't trying to hit him. I was trying to do something else. So I'll oh, just okay. stand there, and I'll cast Lightning Bolt right in front of me. Okay. You cast so... Lightning Bolt. It hits everyone. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, six... Oh no, it's a reflex save. Reflex 16. save. Uh, this thing's reflex as a huge creature is... Well, it's... Oh wait, that's not right. Better than I, I thought it would be, at least. I bet it has evasion. Uh, no. It does not. It's fortitude save is killer. <laughs> I rolled a natural one for a seven. We so it fails, are... regardless of what your DC is. Okay, sorry. This is the level wrong. we are. You're level seven. Yeah, I had 
I had that my caster level was seven, so it rolled an extra d6, which it wasn't supposed to. Let's so, talk about the last one. Right. Yeah, your subtract level is... two. Subtract, two. subtract four. Yeah, I'm because sorry, Inspire because... Courage yep. does not 25. apply to lightning. 25 yep. electricity damage. So it's actually subtract, so subtract five because you're adding seven. The right. modifier seven, so it should be yeah. 24. 24. And it failed at save, so it takes the full 24. Well, that certainly drew its attention. Nope. So that brings it... That's a lot. It's it's definitely wounded now. It's still up, and it is super angry. But Yeah, so basically, like, Kieran does the same, like, hand gestures that he would for Shocking Grasp. But this time, he adds just a little bit of a flourish at the end, and the electricity actually leaves his hands and just shoots straight out in front of him. And for a moment, like, everyone that's around is, like, blinded as this searing, like, blue light streaks out in front of him. And the dim light suddenly becomes bright light for a split second before you hear the crackle of electricity. And the crackle of electricity... The crackle of electricity. In reality, it was it was just uh, Kieran exposed his abs, and yeah. that was the yeah. blinding light. <laughs> so yeah. you are all blinded for one round, and the lightning bolt sets <laughs> fire to the forest in a 120 foot line. Oh, pops out! It was you the whole time. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> the lightning bolt sets fire to combustibles and damages objects in its path. If I was mean, I could say that something is set on fire, but. You could have easily angled it. Fur. You could have angled it so that it doesn't hit the ground at least. Um, so yeah, this this owl bear uh, roars out once more as it begins spasming from this electric shock, but it is still up, bringing us to Aiden. This is very anime. Okay, so imagine that the camera angle is here. Right, we're looking kind of through Larosa's eyes as the electricity crackles from Kieran, right? You see kind of, you know how like when you ever go to like a strobe light thing, the lights and it is Aiden switching from the yeah, it's like a rave, exactly like a rave Sarah, right? It's him <laughs> switching from the bow, he puts that down, pulls out the great sword with two hands and then now, hasted and I've always envisioned haste as having like, just like everything's got materials. I always viewed it as kind of like this white aura near your feet, right? That kind of like glows up from there as you get faster, right? And with supernatural speed, you see him blimp between the moments of dark to make a five foot step there and three attacks, a full round action. Okay. Roll your attacks. Okay, so we've got a 24, which will hit, a 16, which will miss, and a 22, which will hit. Three concealment coming right up. So two concealment, you only hit twice. One misses. So the first attack, the 25 points of damage, does hit, slashes into the hide of this creature, but the second attack misses as it lifts up his leg and, and jumps to the side. And the third attack, you think you're on on course to strike, but the darkness, the blinding lights, your your uh, slash just goes a little bit wide. Um, 25 points of damage, though, still quite a bit. 
It did not like it, but it is still up. Very respectable. This thing is beefy. Would that be oh. provoked from the owlbear? No, I five foot stepped. No, he five foot stepped. Oh, right, because you've got magical powers. That's yes. Right. That brings <laughs> us to Lee Fang, who kind of mutters under his breath as he loads the crossbow and fires once more. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing contribution. Kind of shoot in melee. Hopefully he's, he's got precise shot. <laughs> he's unhappy about the caltrips. He's particularly unhappy about the caltrips. Um... Natural nine, I don't care. His bonus is not going to be nearly enough to hit the AC of this thing. Uh, let me just check. No. With a ranged weapon, no. That, not even close. So he fires off an arrow, and it hits the creature, but then just, like, bounces down, uh, not getting through its plus ten natural armor. Um, bringing us to Lerosa, who, uh, for lack of options, will... Free action, drop her bow. Move action, pull out her short sword. Oh, and, you dare! And make an attack. Uh, her her brother she... just got like wrecked by this thing. She's she wants it dead as quickly as possible. She yells Will out. She get flanking now or not from that position? I think I technically think so. with these kind of creatures, yes, right? Yes, that's the tough one because like they're definitely flanking one of the squares. I don't know if you have to flank just a square or if you have to be on opposite sides of the target. Um, Sarah, look that up for me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for her, but for Frampton, it might. Frampton. Oh, okay. Well, natural twenty will hit uh, her target. Would have been nice. Roll that confirmation. Would have been nice if the creature rolled a natural twenty. A cocked die. A uh, natural six will not confirm, but does hit, and she deals. Does she roll concealment? Oh, uh, that's that's right. Wait, wait. She's an elf, isn't she, or a half elf? So yeah, she's she a, she's a half elf. So, so she'll have low she light. has low light vision. Yep. So she deals four points of damage. It's still it takes it does that bypasses dr? It doesn't have dr. Oh, that's too bad. It should have dr. It just has crazy natural armor bonus. Top of the next round, we have Frampton. Frampton? Um... So how does this haste and attacks thing work? You get another attack at your highest base attack bonus. So basically, you can click your rapier attack twice, and then your dagger once, and that'll basically be what it is. Holy crap, Eskits! (laughs) Take it! Take it! He's murdered! There's no way! Okay, so those listening back on the stream, we've got a 35 with a 21 for a confirmation, maybe. A 35 again, that's two natural 20s in a row with a 20, or 31 to confirm. And, oh, 19s, yeah. And then a 30 on the dagger. Here's that heroism, guys. That's what it, he feels so empowered this session. That's what it it looks like. Three concealments, I'm assuming? Not for him. None, none. Yeah, because he doesn't, he has dark vision, yes. so... Yes! Okay, so... When in doubt about whether two characters flank an opponent in the middle, trace an imaginary line between the two attackers' centers if the line passes through opposite borders of the opponent's space. Then it is That's flanked. for small creatures. Is it the same for large? Uh, that's that's just flanking in general. That's also not for Hampton. We've yeah, been traveling with Frampton how long and you don't know who's yeah, still I, is. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it's flanking. Nah, I wouldn't either. Okay. 
Yeah, it, it, it looks like it has to be opposite sides of I mean, the creature. With, what, 55 damage, does it really matter? You don't know. After how much damage this thing's already This taken? thing has only taken 82 points of damage so far. Is that it? <laughs> so, <laughs> Frampton, you twirl with unnatural speed like you've never twirled before as your practice dance moves kick into play and the <laughs> haste the spell of it. <laughs> yeah you you attack do a little bit of the worm jump up do it attack and and your rapier stabs into this creature natural natural 19 for critical threat 21 confirms for 24 points of damage you slash out again natural 19 critical threat 31 confirms for another 25 points of damage and then you bring your dagger around the side as you hit again for 30 uh, for six points of damage dealing a sum total of 55 points of damage bringing the creature to negative 43 hit points wow <laughs> as, it's all wow. jessup though let's be honest guys that was all jessup he's he's mvp of this encounter like I think the your pups. build, man, being able to have to being able to ignore concealment. I, I like the way this this party complements each other with our strengths really well, as opposed to some other parties that I've been in more more than I think you realize. Like the fact that I can ignore woodland stride is a nice advantage, but it's only one thing my hero has. But you can ignore the concealment aspect, which is kind of like a nice, unique thing. But we all have a response to the to the encounter that I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody contributed there. I mean, Iden did. Yeah. Huge damage to the first and the actually all three of the owlbears. He did all three, significant yeah. damage. Um, uh, Kieran got that lightning bolt off for a solid more than a quarter of this guy's hit points with that one attack. Um, mm-hmm. Frampton, crazy damage at the end, and Jessup, of course, over there enabling all of you to do this crazy amount of stuff. The haste especially is really big. It's a shame my last one failed his concealment, but that would have been another 20 points yeah, there. The haste so, gave Jason, you another critical hit. Jason yeah. now goes, now the Colossus Owlbear comes out. Now, the real now, now this one comes out. <laughs> 30 foot reach. Yeah. Okay. As this Owlbear collapses to the ground... You are met with silence. The voice does not immediately respond to you. What do you do? Now that we have another another moment's reprieve, can a chat? Uh, meanwhile, Kieran's like got spikes that went through his foot, and as somebody who has stepped on a rusty nail, doesn't feel great. So he's probably not super happy. So I'm going to just try to roll heal on myself to see. Okay. But nope. I don't do anything because it's yeah, a nine. Uh, DC 15. Comes, goes over to, uh, what's his name there? The hurt guy? Tidal. 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 So he'll he'll be trying to talk and entice this uh, unknown creature to converse. But then yep. he will walk over and give him a heal spell. Yep. He got hit for 10 points of damage, so... I was just going to do a Cure Light, because... Okay. No offense, he's an NPC, he doesn't deserve anything more than a level 1 spell. I mean, you'll probably get most of his damage just with one casting. Oh. Yep, he's back to full. Yep. Oh, to be level low. Level low. So, level low. <laughs> yeah, Tidel will look to 
you just and he'll say oh thank you for that I, I thought I was going to be a goner there for a second and then he'll look to Frampton and be like and thank you that was incredible uh, I'm sure it completely forgot about me after the amount of damage that you guys were dealing to it but still I was fearing for my life there for a second yeah Frampton uh, you've done the tides I think after our little Seder incident we're, we're on the same wavelength here Oh, we're basically inside each other's heads. Yes. As scary as that is. (laughs) And as you guys are talking, you do hear that voice come again once more as it says, What proof do you have? You say that you're not like the others. You say that you befriend the forest, the wood giants, the druids. I don't know you, but I have seen you trampsing through my territory fighting the creatures here who are only defending their homes from intruders what proof do you have that you're any different why should I believe that you won't leave here and continue your disturbances Biden does not respond or engage with any of this conversation he's kind of just staring at the owl beller they just defeated as he ceremoniously will begin cleaning his blade and sheathing it during the conversation. Joseph's like pats himself like trying to think if he can find any piece of anything that would help but he doesn't think so and he goes um I don't think I have any visual proof but uh you have my wood Rangersana I do not know these rangers you speak of I do not know of their honor I have only seen destruction from your kind thus far and right, well wh- oh go ahead no i was just going to you can you can go on i was just going to say thinking back to its previous words i was going to let everybody roll knowledge local checks <clears throat> um am i not mistaken we have now at this point encountered the blight correct you haven't you have encountered one pixie that was blighted a blighted and- pixie and with the no enemy spell, we in game learned that information yeah. now. Yep. You, you learned a lot of pretty much everything about that pixie from that spell, yeah? Mm-hmm. So Frampton was just going to say, right, well, uh, what, what kind of evidence would uh, convince you? Okay. Uh, before I respond, everybody roll your knowledge local checks if you have it. Knowledge local, you said. Knowledge local. I don't have. Still feel heroic. What about geography? Uh, local. I'll let you okay. roll it. Okay. Specifically. Me specifically roll as local. a as a native of Nirmathi. <laughs> so native I can just roll this. Roll intelligence, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, either you have knowledge local as a skill or you're native to Nirmathis. You'll you can make this check. So we've got a nineteen from Frampton. We've got a nineteen from Jessup. I assume that is including all of the bonuses. Wow. Frampton, our bonuses are the exact same and we rolled the exact same. <laughs> I told you we're in each other's heads. Yeah, we are. What do you and, remember? <laughs> what and do then you a remember? sixteen with Aiden. So you think back to a previous conversation, not conversation, previous uh, words that it spoke. It mentioned green-scaled hunters. You think, is that, is that talking about the troglodytes? Green-scaled hunters that recently stopped har- harassing stuff. He's like, that's probably the troglodytes. The pale skins in shining 
clothing. You're I thinking know they are there. Probably Molthuni soldiers yeah. that come through occasionally when they're when they're. Uh, I mean, this land belongs to Molthuni, but it's fine. yeah, I mean, this is this are is you part an, of Molthuni. Are you a loyalist? <laughs> an imperialist? Are you um, loyal to the empire? And then the. I just wanted to get his reaction. And then the Fanged Marauders is almost certainly the uh, Iron Fang Legion. So you're getting this sense that this creature has only encountered those three factions and has probably never met a ranger. So whatever this creature is, is probably predisposed against your kind. And there's been a lot of back and forth uh, you guys addressing it and it addressing you. Basically, what this is going to come down to is a diplomacy check to try to influence this creature's opinion. It is currently uh, indifferent, hostile. It is currently unfriendly. Oh, that's too bad. So you have to roll a diplomacy check to try to raise this creature's opinion to a certain point. So everyone who attempted any sort of roleplay can roll to aid on this check. And you can either uh, well, you could you could roll separately, or you could everybody aid one person. It's however you want to deal with that. But it, I'll need a a diplomacy roll. In diplomacy, Currently. I have a minus one, so I will roll to aid whoever has. Well, I'll roll to aid Jessup most likely. So, right. if you guys want to roll to aid, may I sure have the highest sure. modifier? Yeah, I succeed. Or can you take tens? You can take tens. I just rolled because I have a negative one. Yeah, so Aiden and Frampton do both aid. Um, Kieran, I think you did say, you did mention something, I believe. Uh, Do you have any intention to aid or no? Well, I didn't, I couldn't roll knowledge local or anything, so I didn't think I would. This is just based on previous roleplay. You don't don't gain the insight about these different factions necessarily Uh. by default. But you can still roll to aid on your previous entreaties. Okay. Fifteen. So that's three did aids. I didn't with with the sixteen. Did he learn that? Because yep, yep. It yeah, was it was I a low DC. Alan, they, it Josh wasn't Alan terribly did. hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned it when you said it. It was basically a your characters definitely know this roll. Yeah. So I got a plus six. Plus six on top of whatever normal bonuses you have. All right. So I just added a temp. Six modifier to my perform oratory. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was a pretty bad roll, actually. So, the way that this works is, I'll let you see what the skills are here. So, influencing the um, attitude of a of a creature, if it is unfriendly, the DC is base twenty plus the creature's charisma modifier. This creature's particular charisma, 14. charisma modifier is, if I can pull Imagine. it up here, a charisma 17. So that is a DC 23, 23, right? Yeah, so he succeeds by 10 or more, which means he succeeded by 5 or more. For twice. every 5 by which you exceed the result, it goes up another step. So the book gives me a DC. It says Diplomacy DC 26 to bring it from unfriendly to friendly. And technically you exceeded that by an additional five. 
So, so that would Jeff up now. Yeah, it trusts us basically. <laughs> it would bring it to helpful under yeah. normal circumstances. Um, however, this creature is still going to be cautious because it doesn't know you. It's just taking your word. So as you guys are continuing your entreaties towards this creature, again, you don't know where it is. You see as it kind of makes its presence known and the presence of others around it. You see the trees around you move into motion as now you can all roll knowledge nature to identify the creatures you might have a guess already but knowledge nature they're looking for their women folk but they just left we have a 12 (gasps) and a 16 uh that is not gonna be enough to identify these creatures DC 18. 10 plus Bards the CR. Bards can take 10, right? Wait, it's it's helpful now, right? Oh, I forgot. So I literally, forgot. Jessup could just go, hey, what are you? I mean, you could if you want to. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but these three creatures, these trees basically animate. And I'll actually blow up the main one here so you can see it in more detail. Uh, which button is it? Shift C? Yes. Ooh, it's angry for some reason. Oh. So you can see it is literally a tree. Um, And as this tree kind of moves a little bit, making its presence known, it speaks out to you and it says, Leave this place. I will stop the forest creatures from attacking you further. For now. But remember, this forest does not belong to you. The more harm you cause nature, the more harm nature will cause you. We trees have very long memories. Every one of your missteps and every one of your good deeds will be remembered. I will be watching. Did it provide its name to us? If you ask. Nobody asked. I was was going to. You can. Make like a tree and leave. It's fine. That's just its response to your diplomacy check, essentially. But you can ask further questions if you want. We appreciate your generosity. My name is Jessup, and we are just part of a uh, small party that is just trying to make our way through your wonderful wooded forest to just find another home where we can live in peace. My name is Longfrond. I am a treant guarding this place. I have only met the ill of your kind, so you will forgive me if I am cautious, but I will give you a chance. As I said, I will hold off the creatures for now. I have not met these rangers you speak of, but if your word is true and I do not see any disgrace or destruction towards the creatures of this land or the forest itself then I will come see you again in time and we may perhaps be allies against the true enemies of this forest 
So Aiden, while that was talking, will have taken a moment to himself. And that owl bear that we just slayed, he actually kind of gives it a sort of ceremonial burial passage sort of thing. Um, just to get some insight into his character, which might come out later. Yeah, this is very interesting to me. Your yeah. That reaction. Yeah. Um, I've thought about it a long time, how after the events of what happened prior, how this is going to react. Um, for those of you who don't know, in Aiden's backstory, he mentioned that he lost both his mother and sister to an owlbear attack. And this is that owlbear. But I think that he's moved past the point where vengeance does anything for him. And I think that he is surprised by the emptiness. There's no joy here, right? He doesn't feel better, right? His mother and sister are still gone. He still has a fight against Malthoon. He still has a fight against the hobgoblins. Nothing's changed because this owlbear is dead. And that's the the feeling he's dealing with. And so for him, nothing changes. He respects creatures of the forest. He only takes what he needs. He only fights in self-defense. He gives this creature and whatever soul it might have the same rights he would give anything else. And kind of a similar thing with Veld, like... He doesn't have any bitterness. There's just, there's nothing. He's apathetic. He's empty. He's lost the ability to care about it. And so that's how that concludes. Um, and he'll go and walk towards the, the group of trees if they'll let him to get closer to talk to them. And it mentioned a true enemy, right? Yep. I'm going to allow Aiden a bit of an insight. I don't know what that true enemy is. I know who it is that I fight. But I know that the forest is sick too. I saw the evidence of it. We encountered a pixie who... I don't know what this condition means. It was, I understand it in a unique magical kind of way. But it was sick. But not just like a disease, like like the forest had a cancer itself. Like a blight. That's the blight is what you call it. I know little of the blight. Myself and my kind, we have stayed as far from it as we can. But it is spreading. It has been spreading for centuries. Slowly. Constantly inching its way forward and eventually it will consume all of this forest and perhaps even the forests beyond there is nothing that we can do except keep our distance and hope that we will not live long enough to see it reach our land there is nothing to be done there is nothing that we can do and its branches kind of gesture to the trees around it. it says the blight is insidious and uncaring we can do nothing against it except be corrupted he sighs do you know where the uh, blight is or where it comes from the north deeper into the forest, far deeper into the forest, to a place perhaps long forgotten, 
place that even I do not know of personally. It was once a court of sorts, as or so I'm told. But beyond that, I don't know. A court of what? A court of fae. Do you think the fae could have accidentally created this blight? I do not know. They had cared for the forest millennia until relatively recently by my terms. By your terms it would be many generations. These other enemies that you spoke of one of group of them well actually he wouldn't know that never mind uh when was the last time you saw any of them come through the shining ones have not come for some time the gray scaled stopped appearing maybe a month ago the fanged ones i have seen them here and there for many weeks months perhaps but the creatures here have deterred them for the most part. I have only seen them in the distance, seen what they do. I know them to be enemies. Well, to see how they're moving, is it any different than just walking through the Fangwood? They walk here, there. I do not know from where they came. They simply arrived. I can tell you this. What was his name again? Longfrond. Actually a female voice. I'm just female. hard at doing that. No, I was going to ask. The, the female Triant dialect is much harder than the male Triant dialect. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. They sound similar. But, um... Yeah, she's a she's she's a unique treant. She's actually considered a young treant. That's why she's only large, not huge. Mm. Uh, in this way, uh, the groups that you mentioned prior, if they are your enemies, then that means that we share that in common. Do you know how we could stop the blight? Is there anyone we could seek? The branches kind of quiver and shake and the voice responds I'm afraid I do not know as I said I am too young to remember any of this myself and any stories that I have heard have long since been exaggerated and even within those stories the information is scarce I don't know what I can do but like I said, I, I am friends with the druid. I don't know when the next time is that I see him. But I might be able to rally some support to fight the blight and save the forest. I aim to protect these lands from all that would threaten it. If I am able to do that to you, I don't know when. I have my own things to fight now, especially the greenskins that you mentioned. But could you... Hamper their movement. Have the forest work against them. 
corrupt the trails, or, or perhaps send creatures against them. I don't need you to do a lot. But we're beat badly. And we need every advantage that we can. Do not mistake my patience for an alliance as of yet. I will not send the creatures of my territory to their deaths, even if it is for a good cause. Not until I am assured that you are ca that you can be trusted. And even then I am loath to fight them unless I have to. If they come too close, we will fend them off. But the lands outside this forest are not our concern. He nods. Well, besides the uh, whole nonsense with the Blake going on, is uh, there anything that you guys need right now? Maybe we can help with? You know, because we're friends. For now, you can leave. And I will watch. And then perhaps we will talk again. Alrighty then, I bid thee farewell, and Jessup takes off his cap, does a little bow, and let's get out of your case. The tree slowly bends forward, and then back up. Mm -hmm. I too hope to gain your trust, and not ask too much of you. But I am in need of friends, and not just enemies. And I'll go to leave. Like my Titan okay. has just all grown up. Oh, I was going to say, if Nayari was here, she'd be like, you've got a friend in me. <laughs> that's, that's an old take. <laughs> yep, and as you begin to leave this glade, you hear the voice coming from behind once more. It says, I am friend to those who are friend to the forest. As you walk away, just as parting words. As Jessup we... walks by, he just kind of like doesn't know who's who, so he just says, Hello, tree. Pleasure. He's now talking to Hello. every tree he passes. He just kind of like walks by and just, this Hi, is tree. the best force I've ever been into, for sure. You're like Gimli in the you Fangorn. Yeah. yeah. We should probably send no uh, urge over here. He'd probably love it. Oh, urge would have a field day. Don't send what's his name there. He yeah, don't send the merchant. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> him down. The lumberjack guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know tree tree well. and wood is particularly supple. It's very good for construction. <laughs> he wants more rope. He needs more rope. <laughs> so, I guess we just head back. We leave. Yep. You you guys made good time getting here. Uh, and yeah. you can make just as good time getting back now that you know the way. Not so, necessarily. I'm slowed. Unless somebody wants to heal you. Thorn in your foot. Ah, she's a thorn in the side. Yeah, there's like blood seeping out of his boots. Two thorns. Technically. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so if uh, Iden... Ah, heal you, check! I will... Ah, Brampton. <laughs> Brampton no... runs over and rips it out of her, out of his foot. Just like, a... ah, Nick, just... warn me next time. Don't just pull it out. Jessup gets like ready to do actual healing stuff, like actual like medical stuff, and Brampton's just like, nah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Kieran, I imagine Kieran's he's like... He's still pumped up because of the heroicism. He's still pumped up. So well, he's they're... like... You're... Yeah. You're well, they're having this hour. conversation. He's like sitting on the ground examining and like trying to pull on the thorn, but it's like really painful. So he's like, I'm... Uh, and then Framed just runs over and yanks it out. And he's like, ah! It's like, I imagine when you put like a dislocated shoulder back in it's oh. like immediate pain and then all of a sudden you're like oh, oh thank <laughs> thank you Frampton but please next time warn me when you're gonna do that that was really painful oh no 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 it's, you gotta rip it out it's like a bandaid you just gotta go in and rip it right out I love how uh Garen's a little frazzled about that uh just the other day I literally dabbed a dagger in his arm to get a grub out I don't want to remember that, thank you very much. I think I was a bit in shock and adrenaline at that point. Did you imagine uh, if it was in your foot? I thought that's Kieran. Um, and Ida's going to do his best to uh, alleviate, to properly recover whatever salvageable callus of his feet is there and make it as less painful as possible if it's in a yep. boot to walk on. Yep. You're able to alleviate the uh, condition. Still maybe a little bit of a, a sore limp, but otherwise yeah. can move fine. Good thing those are taken care of. Hate to be infected and have to lose one of them. Then you would be a ranger. <laughs> I know, I'd rather not. If I can avoid it, I like having both of my legs. You lose both, you become the commander. <laughs> suspect that when I finally meet the commander of the rangers, it'll probably just be a talking head. It's just a torso <laughs> with a head, no arms, no legs. You've got... Wait, what is it? You've got no arms! <laughs> it's just a yeah. flesh wound. It's, it's but a flesh wound. Oh. Alright, so... Oh. You guys... Make your way back... To Mist Home. Just and, talking uh, with the group as we're going through. Yep, yep, you're talking, and... The other three with you kind of join in as well, and they... They note how impressive that was they hadn't expected a owlbear of that size to arrive and uh that was uh more excitement than they've had in a in a couple days at least um and with that they will be promoted so Ty Dell Lee and Fang, he didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so what about Lee Fang? He did nothing. He literally <laughs> did nothing. Tydell and Larosa can either <laughs> Like become like a PC class, or they can become warrior level threes. Doesn't matter. We can talk about that later. But that that's something that will happen in the background. But you guys return to Mist Home, and because of how how quickly you were able to get there and back, you actually return before nightfall. It's only four o'clock in the evening by the time you show up, and uh, Auburn is kind of waiting in one of the uh, first chambers for you to return, and she sees you and she says. Well, it's, it's good to see that all of you have, all seven of you have returned. I assume it went well. It actually went kind of better than expected, Auburn. Uh, well, that's good news. For Tidal, though, he almost died. Oh, yeah, except for the part where Tidal almost died. That was pretty bad. Huh, Tidal? <laughs> Uh, well, I uh, got some massive little gaping scars you can look at if you want. There's like four of them here. The thing was huge. Just well, count it as initiation. It's something Jessup that we goes all to have turn to around through. and he holds his pants and he goes, Do you want to hear the story about these guys? Oh. 
<laughs> Trust me, you don't. You can share your stories later, I bet. A moment later, Tidal's like, wait, does this make me a ranger now? <laughs> you want to be. Anybody could be a ranger, I've heard. He kind of let you in and then runs away. Worms away. Worms <laughs> away. Instead of embracing the eternal black Tidal, you got a good story. <laughs> I suppose so. Not too many to tell it to yet. In time. But Aubryn, uh, we met a tree creature. What was that, Jessup? I've never met one of those before. You, yeah, so she did identify herself as a treant. Oh, she said treant? She said, I am Longfront, uh, long uh, a treant that guards uh, this, this forest. Yeah. So she'll... He'll tell her as much, and then be like, "And we slayed a few uh, owl bears, but moreover, the tree ant told us that for now, she will not send the forest creatures to attack us. But we're not exactly on perfect terms. Have you ever heard of something called the blight?" I. Uh... I'm afraid not. I've, I've not uh, spent much time in the Fangwood for a number of years now, and uh, I mean, even when I was active with the Rangers, I didn't go too deep in. Um, I've heard, I believe Theros mentioned it on occasion, but I only met him briefly before he left us. I'll nod. I do not know a lot about it either. I think that a, a rastal has shown me a little bit, and I have enough to worry about already, but the tree ends brought it up. It is a problem for the Fangwood. She said that all of the Fangwood could be lost to it. I don't know when it would be when we take that on, but it's not true. She just, she just responds, she says, well, I guess we can add it to the list. Yeah, right. But for now, I think that we can make an alliance with them. And that is good. Yes, any... Any alliance at this point is good, regardless of who it's with. And as nice as it has been to be back, I am growing a bit restless. I think that I am going to go to Fort Travale with any who come with me, and we'll leave tonight uh, to camp out a little ways out of Mist Home and try to get a head start. She, I think it is. Okay. Oh, she nods. She says, "If that's how you want to proceed, that's fine by me." I, while you were gone, Sirio mentioned interest in helping out if you'd have him. Um, as long as he doesn't get in the way, he said. Um, I'd offer to come with you, but I, I could provide support. I do have some healing, but I, if I ever got pulled into combat, I don't know how, how helpful I'd be. I'd probably just weigh you down more than anything. But I'd, I've not been there myself. Perhaps I could come and s stay at a distance. and I, I, I don't know, but I'm sure almost anyone here would be willing to assist you. Uh, those who are capable of fighting. Uh, I didn't consider that. 
since we took care of the owl bears, I don't think that we will have to worry about the dangers of the forest so much. Just our other enemies, like the hobgoblins. Jessup has been doing a great job with magical healing, and I filled in a bit for the knowledge I have, but we don't have a lot. It might be helpful if you came up with us, actually. Yeah, I had uh, a nice little fancy dance wand, uh, but these guys were reckless and uh, fighting some fae in a bed, and it just kind of went all crazy. I some fae in a bed. I heard that, of the great battle of the red bed. That, it's not a good story, all right? It save is the my... best bond story that I will tell for generations. I would like you to save your tales for. I didn't end the red bed. <sighs> He just keeps kind of keeps cutting you off. You know what? <laughs> Tell the story of when Kieran fights a dragon. That'll be good, no matter how it turns out, I bet. <laughs> I'm not have it be told if I die, thank you very much. <laughs> what an epic way to go out, you know? A blaze of glory. Literally. When I first met you, you told me you were a glory hunter. Yeah, I... I am a bit still. Well then, I assure you, you will attain glory either way. Serio. I can see it now. We'll go to uh, Fort Trevale. The dragon will appear. Kieran will show him his washboard abs and gets a plus 50 to intimidate. The dragon flees. Serio pipes up and he says, As far as I can tell, life is just a pathway to death. So, what best way, what better way to do it than uh, going out with a dragon? Am I right? That is a bleak outlook, Serio. At least try to enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you left mostly unscathed the last time you saw him. I suppose that is true. I guess. Aiden does one of those dramatic cracks his knuckles kind of thing. Uh, but, jokes aside, Sirio, I, I hear that you want to come with us too, Citravale. Hey, if you have me, it's, I'm willing to come. Even if I have to be bait or a decoy, it's better than sitting here doing nothing. If there's not too you. much... We'll, we'll take any leg up we can get. <laughs> well, if a halfling's half of a leg will do, then... A quarter leg is all I can give you. I think it will do just fine, and I will do my best to make sure that the road to your death is a long and winding one. He smiles. I don't much care if it's long, winding, short, straight, as long as there's a good end to it. <laughs> well, this is getting quickly. I wonder, is there anyone else that might be helpful to take with us? Serial will kind of shake his head and be like, I don't know if I would. Uh, just from what you've told me, I don't, I mean, unless you wanted more people to just kind of uh, cause a decoy, I, I would. I don't think I'd bring any of these ones here to actually join in on the fight in any meaningful way. Um... I mean, your wood giant friend would be nice, but he seems somewhat pacifistic in, in my terms, and I don't think that crystal creature is going to be going anywhere. Um, we can ask around. I'm sure Li Fang and the others would be willing if you can find a use for him. Uh, it's up to you on how many of us you want to bring with you. I think most of the skills that we need are outside of combat. Like someone with healing supplies or things like that. And I don't need to worry about food much. I can find it in the forest just fine. If I'm being honest, I'd rather not. 
I've seen how civilians do in battle, and it's usually a detriment rather than an aid. I think they're better off staying here for their own good, and for our own good as well. And hopefully we can make warriors of them yet. In the meantime, then, us and the rangers will go forward. You ready? And he looks to Sirio and Aubryn. They both nod. And they get their things around. And I trust I'll be able to keep your company still? To Kieran, Frampton, and Jessup. They're like, nah, just the three of you. They don't need us now. If we don't hear from you in a couple weeks, then we'll assume you got eaten by the dragon. We'll be plan B. Alright then. Yeah, like well, like I said, my last party abandoned me, so really if it's just me <laughs> and the new rangers, that's fine yeah. too. Yeah. So I guess next session we'll do A team and then uh depending <laughs> yes. on how that goes, we'll bring the B team. Yeah. Correct. If we find someone else then Brandon, Justin and I could play the NPCs going along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So the plan is to set out today, get as far as you can and uh try to get to the fort quickly, yes? Yes. I suppose. Everyone in agreement? Any disagreement? Yes. No. What do we say, Commander? I don't know about Commander. But that is what I think. And if you want to do it too, you can come with me. Hey, I'm just along for the ride. I mean, just last this morning you said you want to take things slow and now we're already going back to Fort Trevelay. I did think that I wanted to take things slow, but I feel better now as we talk to whatever her name was with the three years. Longfront. Longfront. Yeah. I don't know why, but I think that if she is cautious, it, it is actually best for us. If we can win trust, there is good to be there. And I know that the Mist Home will be safer. So. Glad to see that, uh, looks like you're all recharged there, son. And Frampton, you're just... Ball energy. Frampton jumps down and does the worm. <laughs> Real quick, Jason, does Velen have brute potion? Yes. Yeah, there, there, there may be supplies here if you wanted to purchase some. Yeah, yeah. we would like to purchase some wands. What would you like to purchase? Okay, wands they, they don't, don't have. A wand like... of cure light wounds? Um, Veld... Do you guys have money? Veld has been brewing potions for Rena to use, and they've healed up pretty much everybody, so she has a few left over. Um, I already rolled to see what she had in stock. She has three Cure Lights, one Cure Mod, if you wanted to buy those. 50 gold for each of those. And so it would be 300 total? Th well, each of the Cure Lights are 50, so that's right, one, 150. Then and then the Cure Mod, mod is, is 300. Oh, 300. Okay, 450. Yeah. And again, I think I might have said this before, but I'm kind of flavoring this less as like a monetary exchange and more like a like giving provisions to make the things sort of a deal, just because that like, makes oh, a little bit more sense. Providing a I mean, we have supplies. the money. Yeah. yeah, you'll be deducting money like normal, but I'm just, in my head, I'm flavoring it as oh. a less of a monetary exchange and more of a giving her the equivalent of sort of a thing. But Exchange. for all intents and purposes, it's a monetary transaction. Before we leave, Kining and the Rapier. 
How much farther? Say, it's definitely been in like a day. Like she's clearly made that rapier. Right. right yeah. It's done. <laughs> She's a master craftsman. Um, in a, I mean, she's a third level expert. Who worships yes. Drostar. Which doesn't do anything mechanically. Yeah, she's good in a forge. Like, she stole it from someone. She's very good, but she's still using mundane crafting. Um, it's going to take half a week, at least. Oh, this is unacceptable. Because here's the thing, under the normal crafting rules, I think it would take a full week. But when I was going through her stat block, I specifically gave her a dwarf racial trait that halves the the duration for mundane crafting. So in terms of mundane crafting, she's phenomenal. But, like, it's still going to take multiple days. Um, Even if you did crafts by days instead of by weeks? Craft tricks by day? Yeah, uh, I can... I can go into the math again after session and verify. Yeah. Um, and if we find by some chance that it is actually possible for her to have gotten it done in that time, we can retroactively say she had it. But I don't think it is. So at least for this, the rest of this session, I'm going to say that she's most of the way done, but it's not quite finished. Does Frampton want to wait for it? or? Yeah, you could wait a day. I don't know. How does how does Aiden feel about that? Like, I mean, obviously we want to go in as prepared as possible, and that would make a huge difference. Yeah. He shrugs his shoulders. If you if you bring it up, you go, uh, I forgot that you commissioned something with Kining. I wonder how much progress she has made. If you want to wait for that, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it would make quite a difference in my ability to damage... Uh, uh, any enemies we might come across, so if we could wait, uh, curse we'll do the math out of session, and I'll advocate that we do the check by hour, and we'll see how much progress we can make. <laughs> then, after a later determined amount of time, let's set out. Okay. <laughs> so, you wait for however much time it takes the math to work out, which we will find out later. Um,. Yeah. And so you can just mark off that you have another rapier. I can't remember. Was it a masterwork that I said it was? Yeah, it was going to be masterwork. Yeah, because she had like a regular one. Right. Yeah. She and was she was she on. was adding it. Right. She was, yeah, doing some work to the one that she already had. Yeah. So you now have a masterwork rapier, uh, very finely crafted. There are um, dwarven symbols kind of drawn, not drawn, but like etched. Or engraved, not engraved, just the opposite of engraving. I don't know my smithing terms, but embossed, maybe? I don't know. But not the not. the symbols uh, are on the hilt of the blade, and you can see on the pommel is the symbol of Droskar, denoting it as a holy or unholy weapon. It's well, mundane, so it doesn't do anything. But just, I was going to say, it didn't mean anything, but all right, yeah. But uh, yes, after you do that, a negative level if you wield it. <laughs> it is it is classic for a rogue to wield a weapon of Joskar. That's kind of fitting. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah. yeah. What does he care? Evil deity? Shrug. Justin has gone a full 180 in his characters. <laughs> it's just a weapon. I was going to say, I mean, he still doesn't even know who the heck Joskar is, so I don't see why he'd care. So He's like, I don't know any dwarf gods. It's fun. <laughs> you guys wait a bit at Mist Home for the rapier to be finished 
once it is finished, uh, Sarah, have you already marked off for those supplies? For the potions, yes. yes. Yep. If you um, guys are staying another day, then Veld could have another cure light if you wanted a fourth one. Yes, sure. as many cure lights as possible. Um, right. how much did the rapier cost? Is that just three hundred and whatever? Three hundred twenty would be what the rapier costs. And that one is um, a monetary exchange. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Real quick before we leave, um, I'll grab all the fetch quests. So we've got rope. Yep, you need to get some rope. <laughs> what um, Rena wants a six-leaf clover. Okay. No, just, just kidding. I'll look for one. Um, Vel need anything? Um, other than general uh, materials for, yes, incense or materials for crafting potions. Sure. Anything of that Is there sort. A- bar fight quest available does jet need me to set a customer straight uh no no she's actually pretty good at handling those herself i bet she is uh is that everything then the merchants don't need some random obscure object they think's gonna strike it big oh i mean i'm sure there's plenty of stuff that the merchants would like to have but anything that they'd ask for is nowhere in the fangwood sure i'll accept the quest anyway I'll, i'll tally them all up and then i can just click off the main quest and side quests. There was a brewery in Tamarin that I loved going to. If you could get me an ale from that brewery in Tamarin and bring it to me. Um, I, I will do my best to remember that. I'll jot it down in this quest log that I'll look at at the end of book six. Yep. Have a good day. Okay, so. Okay, so real quick. Yes. I advocate that two cure light go to Aiden, two cure light go to Frampton, the cure mod stay with Kieran, and right, then so. all four of us get a potion of remove fear. How does that accept. sound? Does that sound okay? Yes. Works for me. When do you have to use a potion of immune fear after you've already been remove, made a Remove fear. Yeah. Um, that, so the spell gives you... A plus four morale bonus against fear effects for ten minutes, so you'd want to you'd want to take it beforehand. But Before it also counters and dispels the spell cause fear. So yeah. if that spell happens, then you could take the potion to dispel that. And if you're under the influence of a fear effect when receiving the spell, okay, you so suppress it for the duration. If you're already scared, then you can take the potion and remove or suppress that yep. for 10 minutes. Is that something you're able to do while under the feared condition, grab a potion? So the way that it would work is if you were frightened or panicked, you'd have to run away from the source. But as soon as you broke line of sight with the source, you technically are okay. And at that point, you could drink the potion and return. That's got some really strong drug vibes. Get out, of, I mean, get out of a dangerous situation, take a deep breath, do some drugs, get right back in there. That's how it works. It's kind of a bad message, isn't it? So, <laughs> after you guys have gotten all of your supplies, you head out once more to Fort Trevale. And with the various um, modifications to your speed, survival checks, you've been there before, you know the route that you need to take, you have magics that can help you. It'll only take you three days to get there. Um, which is reduced from what it, I think it was originally going to be five days, and then you got Woodland Stride and all the other stuff. So three days journey, you guys make it back to Fort Trevale. 
and I should probably look at the map and make sure that there's nothing wrong with it before I put you over there. Okay. A huge dragon! A dragon! I swear I saw a dragon. So you guys return to Fort Trevale with Sirio and Aubrin in tow. And which direction would you like to approach from? And if you are doing another reconnaissance, just let me know and I can just give you general information rather than going through all the steps all over again. I think we're going to do another general reconnaissance. I think the idea is that um, Auburn kind of stays back a lot, um, maybe even more than a little. Just kind of she's an additional aid for between round healing and morale support and kind of like when it comes up to, let's say we finally met a ranger finally, being able to use... Like, look, I know Aubrin. No, really, look, here she is, you know, kind of situation to help as a social bargaining chip. Well, I mean, I think it just be like, no, I'm a ranger. Oh, he most most certainly will now. I'm totally a ranger. How have you not heard of me? I'm the feigned ranger of Feindar. My father was Father Nolan. Uh, he wanted me to be a cleric, but I decided I would fight for Nirmathis. So I trained with Auburn the Green. You probably know who I am. And he'd extend his hand. <laughs> you're like, you're awfully young to be the son of Father Nolan. Oh, uh, that's me. I-, I meant grandson, but, you know, these things, uh, the rumors spread. They, they confused me with the great tales of my father and uncle, who are also famed rangers. <laughs> you probably know. <laughs> So, you guys scope out the <laughs> fort once more. You notice a couple things. One, that trapped bridge has been rolled up, and it's now basically forming a barricade on that little side of the fort. So there's now only the two bridges that are in entrance. Uh, scouting out the area, you see that each bridge has a pair of guards. Um, I can, if I can figure out oh, how to select them. Should go sneak with the cave. It's a great idea. Yeah. Nothing bad will happen from there. No, probably not. Yeah, so each uh, each bridge has a pair of guards. Are you spending basically that fourth day after you arrive, that whole day, just kind of scoping it out yeah. getting a good yeah. lay of the land? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, two guards on each bridge. They cycle out with another pair that comes from the uh, building right here, where they originally came from, swarmed out of the one time. Ping it again in the middle room. Oh, am I in? I'm on yeah. the GM layer. This one. Yeah. So the, another pair will come out and they'll kind of cycle between those groups. Um, Do we approximate which time or how frequently in the day? They swap out roughly every six hours. Okay. And like the top one will go to the bottom bridge and then go into the barracks and then back to the top bridge, bottom, and they'll just kind of they have three cycles that they go through pretty much every six hours or so. Um, is more diligent with me making notations and sketching in a book everything that he sees. Yep. Yep. And um, you do see throughout the day uh, two figures kind of move about on the courtyard doing uh, manual labor moving crates and boxes back and forth. Their ankles are chained together with a three foot long chain between them uh, as they carry things back and forth Um, and they spend most of their time it seems in that that main building there Um, otherwise not a whole lot has changed those are the main changes the bridge 
and uh, the guards are now standing inside the walls rather than outside like they were before. It is now up to you how you would like to proceed. We'll say that this is like the the evening of that fourth day you all come together and you can figure things out on how you want to approach it on that fifth morning. It's charging from the north, just like we yeah. did last time. That went out that went well for us. I don't have the mental energy to think and talk this out in character. Uh, what do we, what do we want to do for approach two? I mean, obviously they are on high alert. I presume we could we could figure that much out, and that they are aware of our presence. Obviously, it might not be a good idea. I, I really want to know what's in this little cave. So tracking around the outside in our way here, do we make note of any other groups of hobgoblins that have come to and from the fort? There are fresh trails, like, about. Um, you don't know if, if that means or... that patrols have come to the fort and they'd be like, hey, stay here, we need reinforcements, or if they've just been going around the area. So it's it's hard to say whether the fort has been reinforced or if they are just down on manpower having lost, I think, ten, well, seven soldiers and then the three rocks. You definitely don't yeah. see them around. So that's one major difference, is that this time you don't have that whole group in the middle. Any evidence of dragon? Um, no. Okay. Not on that fourth day. You don't see anything in the area that would indicate it, and you don't hear anything during that, that day that you're looking around. What about a feeling? We got like a bad feeling about it. If I were Han Solo, would I say, I've got a bad feeling about this? Roll a D100. Kieran has, it's like Spidey sense, but it's dragon sense. He can sense dragons within one mile. Yes. Okay. Um, you don't have any particularly special feeling. <laughs> I was going to say, if you rolled a one to a five, I might actually give you like something. Oh, yeah. But, uh,. Like, it was a 5% chance that you just have some, like, nonsensical... A divine. Feeling. The divine. I'm, on, I'm currently under the protection of a rastal. We're aware of this. Yeah. But, uh, we yeah, are? I you didn't don't, know that. Yeah. You don't have any particular feeling one way or the other. You, you do still see the hole in the tower near the top with the water pouring out of it. Um, but you don't see or hear movement at least during the portions of time that you're looking in that direction what do we think group is our best approach honestly I don't really know I'm not going to be much used sneaking in we're probably going to draw attention no matter what we do unless we want to try to go through that cave but even still that might just eat up resources and it may just be a dead end it's hard to say on that second day did we get any more information about the cave last time we saw a shadowy figure but we didn't get any further details the whole day of watching do we learn something more um so you're probably not looking at the cave for the whole day um you're probably yeah. maybe occasionally looking over in that direction um, during the day, the cave is very dark. Um, when it gets darker outside, the naturally lit 
phosphorescent um, yep. foliage in there begins to light it up. And you do see shadows occasionally. But strangely enough, any time that you're looking at that direction, you don't see the figure itself. Either it doesn't come out during the day and at night you it's too shadowed to see what it is or something else. It's hard to say. But if you like spend any time just looking at the cave during the day, you don't see anything in the cave during the day. Well, we already brainstormed some things and some work to different amount. We can try another frontal assault, but this time with the dedication to see it through, some spells prepped. We can try to go ahead and with Sirio's plan, let him be bait and get them to chase a green cloaked guy as he runs off and kill a patrol that pursues him and ambushes him in the forest and try to whittle their numbers down slowly and slowly. That might not actually be a bad idea. Um, we can do my Mission Impossible plan and uh, set up a, a zip line from one of the trees and come in from the top of the tower. Other than that, I can't think of any realistic options, although, uh, Brandon, you did mention the cave. I'm not sure that hooks up to anything, though, but I would be willing to explore that option as well. And another thing to consider, of course, is you are now stronger than you were before, and even if they have been reinforced, they don't have those three people in the center courtyard and their and their rocks. So yeah. that's that's six less combatants than last time. Um, you also do have Sirio with you, who can either be a distraction and draw their attention in the different direction, or could just aid you in the fighting. To a he's a level extent. five fighter, so he's yeah, actually a level five ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you could have him try to be bait. You don't know if they are on alert to the extent that they are now refusing to chase out of the fort, if they're that defensive, or if they are still very aggressive hunting down any sign of trouble outside the walls. Do we get um, a better sense of the total number of combatants, or do we find any gruesome, like... You know, down in Feindar, they've got all like the hanging bodies and the ga on like the gallows, and they've got like the spiked skulls on things. Like, do we find any gruesome architecture? Uh, you don't see any bodies like adorning the courtyard or adorning the walls. Uh, give me one perception check, though. To summarize okay. the the events. This basically. is for a particular thing that you could have potentially noticed. I will tick on Goblinoid, or do no. you take it off? Take it off. Um, forest? Yes, because I'm in the forest. Yeah, sure. Technically. Yeah. Technically. Haste, inspire, courage, no, and just a regular old perception. Yes. Um, what's your face? I'm sure Frampton can roll one too if you would like. Anybody perception. who's scouting around can roll a perception to notice this. So, Frampton, I'll give you the Candy Observer for an 18. Aiden gets a 21. Um, Aiden, you'd be the only one to be able to notice this with a 21. You do see what appears to be a leg 
uh, hanging outside, like just at the lip of the cave. <laughs> is it a half-length leg? Like it's <laughs> it's not just a leg. It's connected to probably a whole body or most of a whole body, but you can only see part of the leg. It's still dark in there, so it's a hard thing to notice in the distance through the darkness. Because unfortunately, the ceiling somehow. No, it's not on the ceiling. It's just on the ground. I see. It's just like a leg on the bottom of the cave, a little bit further in, so it's hard to see. If he focuses on it for a little while, skin color or anything? Uh, it's got a boot on it. You, it's not an exposed. It's got yeah. yeah. Well, with that information. No, and we didn't figure out about how many there are. We didn't count. You, you've you definitely seen six individual hobgoblins cycling those patrols. North, yep. south gate, and then two inside the building. You don't know if there's more in the building. Um, you would have seen one other hobgoblin walk out with a uh, feline uh, creature next to it. Some sort of cougar, leopard, forest, cat of some sort uh, next to uh, what appeared to be a female hobgoblin form flanked behind by maybe 10-15 feet by two other hobgoblins that look very similar just kind of walking behind that first one. So that would be another four. And they would walk, you would have seen them walk um, from the main tower out into this building. Did we see the lady who had come out later at the end that we got the successful suggestion on? Uh, you do not see her, no. She was executed for failure. Wouldn't you hope. Wouldn't you like that to be the case? I mean, I'm feeling the feeling that we're a lot stronger now knowing what we're going to fight. Oh, and by the um, way, those four people went back into the tower after some time. Yeah. I'd say a frontal assault's probably fine. The only other thing I can think to do is to draw a few out, take care of them, and then come That's back not a bad idea either. I, I do I, like I, that. kind of worked for us back at Camp Red Jaw or whatever. So. Yeah. I'm thinking about employing some similar tactics, kind of split up the combats a little bit. Um... I get it. You want me to go do the worm in front of the gate till they come chase me? Got it. That would be ideal. And then uh, from there yeah. we can lay ambush. How's that sound to Jessup and Kieran? Yep. And your cat. Kieran has oh, an animal part of the now. Yeah. Okay. okay. So and I think you, that's what we'll do. So are you taking Syria with you to actually fight? And yeah. are you leaving? Are you taking Auburn with you as well, or leaving her further behind? leaving her a bit out okay. of danger. So okay. she can be uh, present for the initial ambush, but I don't want her to go into the fort. Basically. Yeah, so we'll say that she is 60 feet behind where the map is. So yeah. if you wanted to get to her, you could do it, but it would be like a double move off the side of the map. But she's around that far. Okay. Within earshot, too, so that when we give her the all clear, she yep. can come on up. And, and which direction dramatic... are you coming from? North, south? The south. South. So same entrance as before. Same as before. Okay. And how are you performing this? Are you all going to be on the tree line and one person come out? Or are you all going to bust out at once? I think 
the best way would be to have one person uh, be like walking, like a faking being an injured ranger, like hobbling up to Trevale and then seeing the hobgoblins realizing an oh shoot moment and then, you know, kind of like running away and hoping that they chase him sort of okay. idea. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Who Are you having Sirio do that or are you want, one of you want to do it? Does he volunteer? He's on board if, he, if that's what you want him to do. Yeah, that sounds fine. He does have a slower uh, speed than any of you. He's willing to do just about sure. anything, but he's a halfling, so he has a slower speed by, hey, by uh, nature. Kira, just out of curiosity, it's uh, may or may about the entering combat here shortly. Do you think May drama might be something you'd be interested in? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but there's a lot of talking that preparing for this, I would have had that on. Okay. Um, Just want to make sure. <laughs> Uh, what does Serio use? Does he use a... He is a halfling sling staff. Sling staff, so he can do both. He's also a bit of a switch hitter then, right? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So he can sling with, like, bullets is how it works? I think they're called bullets, but yeah. they're not, like, bullets. bullets. They don't resolve against touch, but they no. are bullets. They're probably, like, little shot pellets or something. Pretty much, yeah. 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 And then... He can also use it as a just regular staff to hit people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Serio volunteered. He said he'll go on a blaze of glory. An arrow to the back is probably just as good as anything. Yep. I didn't really even say that. Okay. <laughs> in character. Okay, in that case, place yourselves on the map where this would be occurring so that you are in position as you would like to be. Can we give us approximately... 40 feet of fictional like I want to be 40 feet off the map a little bit if that makes sense you know what I mean because the the edge ends here so I'd like to right to pursue us a little bit into the forest so can we make like a a little like a yeah you so yeah you can yeah put yourself on the map and then we can just kind of like envision you being further back I just kind of want to get general positioning See, I have a bad feeling this isn't going to work out because I feel like this is what we had tried to do the last time and it didn't work. No, the last time we tried to... um, Just charge and fight. Well, yeah, well, we tried to have Jessup, um, I don't know, mind control, whatever it was he tried to do. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I get the impression that they're, like, going to take a defensive position and I don't know if they're going to take the bait, but we can try. If they don't take the bait, then Sirio can say some funny insult, and it'll be good. And if then they take the bait, then we're in business. If they don't, then we can just do a full assault and just go from there. Okay. I was almost thinking, and I know it might not be the best idea, Jason's probably fine with it. But we split the party. Yeah, have some attack from the north. What's the worst that could happen? Mm, Nothing. Nothing bad could happen. What Nothing could possibly no. go wrong. No, you know exactly what will happen. Uh, if you'll turn your attention to the courtyard, enemies will come out of here, right? We're all going to be, there's going to be two of us over here, and maybe three of us down here, right? And now we're split with a big enemy, and it's going to be really bad. And the dragon's going to conveniently come back yeah. right at that moment. And, and even if you guys came up, land and here. Think, you know, that we're going to have like this kind of like crazy, like, you know, corner room situation. I'm not excited about the bad guys 
coming out of coming out of here. So it's all just bad. So let's. Well, I mean, it doesn't help that Iden's probably just going to run away anyway as soon as right we exactly. Enter combat, yeah. so that would be essentially. A, you know, it's only three people that are going to be engaged in the combat. So. Yeah, classic Iden. So this this is the danger zone down here. So I don't like that. But I don't Start know. The I commander. I've I've been wrong before. So whatever you guys think is good. That's fun, by the way. I should do okay. that more often. Just catch little battle plans. So, what so if we did this? Are you going with that plan, or are you changing it now? No, I think we're. Okay. No, I mean, no, no. We can stick okay. with the plan. So you guys Sirio position yourselves. Make useful. So you guys position yourselves. Sirio gives you a nod and a wink as he walks out know. onto the trail, begins making his way forward, and he goes to about there, so he's easily within sight. These two hobgoblins notice him, and they're too far away to hear, but they kind of point in his direction and, and see and see him and start saying something. The one steps here, and you see him reach into his pocket, pull out something, which he then tosses at Sirio's direction, as a small stone lands right in the square in front of Sirio, and explodes with a thunderous noise. And that's when we would roll initiative next time.